Howdy, y'all. Our boys and girls over at Cosmetic are still killing it. By combining the powerful regenerative properties of hemp oil with other active botanical ingredients, their hemp pain cream will provide you with immediate relief from aches, pains, sore muscles, arthritis, sprains, strains, and inflammation. Each bottle is packed with their water-soluble hemp oil, extracted with a patent-pending process that increases its absorption into your skin, thus maximizing its medical benefits. Be kind to your skin and go to Cosmedicated.com, C-A-U-S-E, Medicated.com. Use our promo code SOS20 at checkout and get 20% off of your entire order. Love it. Let's do a podcast. Welcome in, guys. How we doing? South of Scruffy podcast. My name is Ben Fields. This is my podcast, and I'm glad that you guys are here checking it out. I have Josh Lay on the show today. So Josh Lay is an actor, sketch comic, digital producer. He's done all kinds of stuff, but uh, he's been in New York for the last decade or longer and uh, has kind of been uh, in a bit of a transition period with COVID and uh, New York being such a hot spot right off the bat. So Josh is actually relocating to Nashville uh, and I actually met him on his way through Knoxville and he grew up here and he's a fantastic dude. You guys are going to love his, uh, love his story. He, um, I'll let him get into it a little bit more, but he's an uh, Upright Citizens Brigade sketch comic in New York and uh, is one of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my life. Uh, he d- had a stint at uh, Jimmy Fallon's late night show, helped Jimmy Fallon launch his YouTube channel. That's going to be cool to hear about. Uh, and then uh, there's some mascot work in there, too, uh, being a sports mascot, uh, both at the college and the pro level. And those are some hilarious stories. Uh, Josh is an awesome dude. You should check out all of his work uh, at joshlay.com. And uh, if you can guess how old he is after this podcast, you will win a South of Scruffy swag pack. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Josh Lay. We're doing the podcast. Nashville, I guess? Yeah, I'm going to head to Nashville and... You know, because why not, right? Because life is short. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my wife and I were going to go to Nashville for a bit, you yeah. know, and uh, see where things, you know, once once <laughs> all this madness ends, we'll yeah. kind of see where things are at and then kind of reassess. But right now it's like, yeah, just be closer to family for a bit Yeah, and uh, see a, when the dust settles. It's a good time to do it. And New York, uh, you know, the last couple of months has, hasn't been the best environment, I think, for a lot of people to be in. I know a lot of people who've done the same thing you've done. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, when you take away bars and restaurants uh, in New York and you're yeah. stuck with your apartment, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, yeah, right. I don't have any space. So this isn't going to do for another lockdown. Yeah. Uh, oh, and my lease is up. Okay. Uh, let's let's just kind of rethink. Let's take a beat yeah. and think and then... Well, you said this before. You you said you know if all the hard things about living in New York, what makes it worth it is everything that you that's shut down right now. Everything that you can't do right now. Yeah. So like, it's not worth it to live there if you can't do the yeah. the those those awesome things that make it the best city in the world. Yeah. Well, with, with no with no work. Yeah. And uh, expensive rent. It's a definitely perfect recipe to say. Oh, and no space. It's yeah. kind of a, a perfect recipe to say. Okay, let's let's just let things 
cool down for a bit yeah and then re reassess well you were doing tv stuff up there right yeah tv media stuff yeah comedy stuff yeah uh you know drinking stuff yeah all the fun all stuff. the fun stuff yeah. yeah man ucb right yeah ucb is where i started upright citizens upright brigade. citizens brigade for those not in the know uh you know the inside folk we say ucb uh you know the ucb started by the ucb4 amy poehler matt walsh matt besser Ian roberts um they brought the like long form improv style from chicago to new york city opened a theater offered classes where you can like learn the like long form the herald is what it's called mm-hmm. brought to new york uh by the UCB4, Dale Close, I think, was the originator. So, yeah, kind of moved moved to New York, you know, 22 years old. To UCB is 22 yeah. now? No, UCB... Oh, they moved when they were 22. No, before. I moved when I was 22. Oh, you did? Yeah, let's... Oh, gotcha. Just edit this out. Okay? <laughs> the past five minutes was <laughs> no, just no, us no. trying to figure out how this, how communication works. How old works. you are. Yeah. <laughs> This is a podcast where at the end of the episode, you're like, okay, guys, now if you piece all the clues together, how old was Josh? Okay, leave your uh, guesses in the comments and you'll get a free scruffy shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I moved when I was 22. Mm-hmm. I forget how old UCB was. They'd been around uh, like maybe six years or something before that. Um, but yeah, started doing long form comedy and taking all the classes. I actually did a, uh, a 101 intensive I was a uh, senior at University of Tennessee during my spring break. A buddy of mine was like, because I was like set to go to Chicago. I was like, I'm going to go do Second City. I'm going like, yeah. to, I'm a big Cubs fan, all this stuff. And uh buddy was like, I just went and uh, saw Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, you should check it out. I was like, okay. I went for like a weekend and then I saw that they were offering classes during spring break. And I was like, you know what? I was like, mom, dad, can I just go to New York for a week and take like a level one UCB class? And they're like, uh, I guess. So like, like while all my friends went to like Panama and like yeah whatever I was like I'm gonna go take uh, comedy <laughs> classes. Was it improv? Yeah, and so it was like a, a level one. It was like a 101 class with Anthony King, who he wrote. Uh, oh gosh, he wrote Beetlejuice the musical. As I think it was his last thing he wrote, oh, wow. and uh, he also wrote uh, Gutenberg the musical. If you guys gotcha. familiar, but uh, he's also been like a staff writer. But he was my first teacher, and then like from that class, I actually met two of my comedy partners who would be my comedy partners in New York for 15 years. Really? And we would like go on to do like web series together. Uh, I would be roommates with one of them. One of them was my boss for a little while. We did like comedy <laughs> stuff to get like to this That's day. Yeah. Cool. We still do like comedy projects. Who stuff. are those guys? Uh, Bill Granberg and Corey Cavan. So cool. shout out to those guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How See, old are they? Well, yeah. you'll have to leave your guesses in the comments <laughs> only from the information that I just gave you. <laughs> so they, uh, they were at that same spring break 101 class or mm-hmm. that level one class. And you guys all kind of rose yeah. up together and they became company members there too. Yeah. So I, Dude, so we, so I wasn't a company member. So right. I did probably like went all through the levels, like level one, two, three, four, five. Then you take like special levels and classes and then you can submit. So then some people join, there's like Herald teams. Yeah. Uh, so What's some that? people, so Herald teams, Herald is like the form of, Man, we're getting like real. This is just gonna, it, this is just going to be like it's an entertainment podcast. Okay, good because this is like yeah. it's, it's going to start getting like nerdy, super nerdy. Like, what is the Herald? Like improv people like already That's like, awesome. and you're going to see your listening drop off <laughs> right at this moment. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Herald is basically it's again it's a structure brought from Dale Close from Chicago. He originated it, used to be for brought it to New York, and it's basically a, 
a form of improv where it's like three beat structure hmm. and then each it's like three beats, a group game, and then those three beats heighten. And so then, and then at the end, it's like, you kind of tie all of these beats from like the various some callbacks. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you know, now you're speaking improv language. <laughs> yeah. Callbacks, edits, uh, you know, tag ins. Um, and so, yeah, so you, you kind of heighten it. And at the end, it's this just like free for all. I mean, it's what a, a Herald done really well is like the funniest. It's the funniest as you would. And it's one of these things. And Amy Poehler always used to say this. She would get up, uh, you know, before a show and say, what you're about to see here, if you try to tell your friends about it tomorrow at work, like it's not going to be funny. So <laughs> just enjoy it because like, you, you know, you're making a, cause it would be like me saying, yeah. And then this guy and he, and he, and, and, and he was wearing this cape, but then he wasn't like a superhero because we found out in the third beat and people are like, yeah, I don't really care. It <laughs> sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah. Like, that sounds awful. And you paid money to see that. Well, um, dude, you had to learn so much oh, yeah. at, the, at the company. Yeah, so we learned a ton. And actually, we – so the uh, two guys I was telling you about, we wrote a show and how kind of like if you want a, a main stage show at UCB, you submit a script and your idea to the uh, artistic director. They look at it. If they think, hey, this could be a good show that we want to run here, then they – you do like a, what was called at the time a spank where you just perform your show in front of the artistic director and like you try to invite some of your friends or whatever, but it's yeah. not an official show. It's just mm. kind of like a, a premiere of what you show. And if they like it, you know, they'll give you notes like, Hey, change this, cut this out. And then if you make these changes, you'll do another spank. And then if they like that, a callback spank, a callback <laughs> spank, a second beat spank, all within the form of the Herald, um, you do a second spank. And then if they like that, then you get a run at the theater which is which? How long are those shows? Yeah, it, it depends. In, I think, in length. Uh, so I believe it was. I believe each show was like a pretty tight thirty minutes, okay. thirty minute show. And and, th- and then how long do they run? Oh, man, how long? I think there was a minimum of. Oh, I'm gonna screw this up. There's gonna be like improv haters <laughs> in the comments like that is wrong. Uh, I a think few it weeks, was a couple months. Yeah, like three. I think it was like a three to six week run or something. Cool. And then you're up. I think at the end of that that first run to say like yeah if you want to be renewed and so ah, we cool we had a show to go at the uc well we had a couple shows so we did like a couple one-offs like when you remember chat roulette yeah uh-huh. so right when chat roulette like was taken off yeah. me and one of the comedy guys we did a chat roulette live where we did we played chat roulette live and we had this we had a background where the whoever was on the yeah. screen had no idea we were in front of a live studio audience yeah, yeah. and so we had like we would do a thing called like a peen counter and like Whereas like yeah, how many wieners yeah. are, are and on the like, screen? And if you if you would see a certain amount, then we had a peen gorilla come out and slow dance to careless whispers with an audience <laughs> member. We had like, I mean, it was, it was, in uh, we had people like, uh, we had a dude just you know going to town, yeah, and we like we would turn the the camera the, the so computer to the audience, and the audience would were... like we would have chants like specific chants that we would do, yeah. and dude didn't stop like he just kept he just going. kept going. I mean, yeah. it was. Taking care of business. It was taking care with, of business. With himself. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Uh, it was so wild. But, I had a friend who did who did something very similar at, at Tish. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. At, when, when she was, I think she was a senior, she did a live chat roulette yeah. kind of kind of deal. And, what a and said, wild yeah. thing that was. Yeah. Yeah. Where So so what was, I never, I never did it. It just, it would, you would. You would just it would rotate these people yeah. through through and they would have like a certain amount of time on the on your screen and then it would go to the no, next you, person. You wouldn't next them. You would so next would, them. So or it was would... like a it was like a you it was like a random generator. So you're like, 
people from all over the world. You get on here, and it's like boom, pops up. You and I are talking, so I can either next you, yeah, and, or and get you, and, or you can next me. But like, or we can just like keep talking. Yeah. And, okay, gotcha. And so it was kind of like a, it was kind of like that, but it was like I think initially started just so people could talk and like learn, yeah. like you could learn your. You know, foreign people could like learn English better. Or you could learn yeah. whatever, and then it and then at some it just kind of at some point into... it turned just like Creepville, where yeah. to the point where, it, I mean, we tried to do the show. I think we did the show three times, mm-hmm. and I think the third time it was like it, it got to the point like it was all pain, like it, yeah, it's just, just too too many naked too, dudes. Yeah, and it was yeah. just like uh, now this is it's not like. Fun or We're surprising, get sued. yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is just assault on the audience." Yeah, exactly. um, but yeah we, it was a pretty short run that that Chat Roulette had. Oh, it was um, a quick. Yeah, yeah it tiny, was right there with Pokemon window. Go. You know? <laughs> Got to catch them all. Got to see them all. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, all, all the, the pain. pain. <laughs> yep. Mm. Well, so how was your, how'd your run at UCBN? Was it uh, just... so? So we did a couple one offs, but then we had a, a show called the Hundred Dollar Show where we would give out a hundred dollars to the audience every show, which is a very mm-hmm. stupid. Uh, from a comedian standpoint, it's the dumbest thing you can do. It's like, like you're five putting dollars your... per person, or no? no so you we, just, one we would just have a like, hundred bucks. We would have like sketches, and at the end, you have to like. We played this game, and then we had like a hundred dollars come out of it. Anyway, it was a whole thing. It was like a long roundabout way to give out a hundred dollars. Sure. Because um, actually, when you hold a hundred dollar bill, even though it's not a ton of money, yeah, there's something about that people freak out because you're holding a hundred dollars fresh benji feels good right and you're like oh man i get a hundred dollars you're like you probably paid that like double that just before going coming to eat here tonight (laughs) you know like but like if i hand you a hundred dollars it's like dude just tonight just got wild yeah exactly um but we did we did that show and it ended up running at the theater for a year and a half oh no yeah so uh (laughs) whoops yoopsie didn't see that one coming uh we took it to la uh to the ucb la yeah there's ucb there too yeah so we took it out there um one of my buddies is is I think a company member there. Oh yeah, who yeah. Jeff Dutton, mm. Jefferson Dutton. I hired him to replace me at the Greif Company. Oh, look and, at you! Yeah, and uh, he was my uh, he was my replacement. I came back to Knoxville, and he went on to have an illustrious comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here in the woodshop, and, and here yeah. we are in the woodshop with well, all the doors locked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with all the doors locked and no uh, ventilation. Yeah. Great. Yeah, uh, it is a little warm in here. No, Sorry about fine. that. It's okay. It's just uh, the COVID creeping up on both of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we we actually are a safe distance. We are. We're six and we apart. have yeah, and it's uh, there's actually a little breeze. Yeah, a little, a little cross breeze, breeze. growing. What? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just the Tennessee tickle. That wasn't the COVID. Did you know that I've heard something <laughs> that's so, come uh, out of someone's yes, mouth? Yes, yes. No. So. Uh, there's this place, Cruise Farms, around yeah, here. Yeah, my um, kids were there tonight with their grandparents. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, uh, let me tell you what kind of <laughs> let me tell you what's going on. Uh, what your grandparents are taking your kids to? Uh, I guess they were asking people like, "Hey, you know, do you have a fever? Have you had any symptoms? Yeah. Whatever." And my mom, she's like this honest, like great woman in the world. She was like, "Well, you know, I have had a little, uh, just like a little tickle in my throat. You know, it's just that." It's that, that time of year, and then somebody just goes, ah, it's just a Tennessee tickle. <laughs> and she's like, all right, come on in. And I was like, what? What kind of health regulations are we like? Exactly. Uh, excuse me, sir. You know, someone in a, like a black suit, like, you know, they have the like men in black glasses. Like, uh, excuse me, uh, where have you been? Uh, and what are your current symptoms? Uh, well, I got the Tennessee tickle. And it's like, 
What's that? Well, the Tennessee Tech, well, heck, fire, why didn't you say so? Go on in there and get your ice cream. Hey, Roger, they just got the tickle. What's that? Yeah, it's just been attacking my respiratory. Oh, that's just a tickle, heck, fire, you ain't got it. Dude, people... It is wild. I bet it's such a culture shock coming from oh, where everyone's in, in mask and like wearing like bubbles and everything else. And, yeah, and people like avoid like dart on one side of the street. Did you go to this Wiggles up here on yeah. John Severe? Yeah, it is, dude. It is putting your life in your own hands. It is. No one's in a mask. Oh yeah, just people are coughing. Oh yeah, it's wild, dude. I've gone to I've gone to a uh, you know like. I forget if it was a Home Depot or a Lowe's. I went. I went to one in West Knoxville one day, and and in South Knoxville later in the day. And just like the difference, it was like I was in two different worlds oh. of, of like you know pu- public health, uh, you know <laughs> safety. Dude, it is. Yeah, it is. It's wild. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, it's, this side of the river is pretty crazy. Yeah, they have so scruffy for a dish to take up. Good guy. I'm like, are you kidding me? What is? Uh, people are insane. It's like. And it's also some poor high school kid who's being told to like, yeah, hey, go check their temperature and make sure someone doesn't have COVID. Uh, do they have COVID? No, they just got the tickle. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> whatever. That, We're all going to get it eventually, I think. Ah, uh, it'd be nice to just not have to worry about it anymore. Right? I certainly don't want to be sick, but no, no, boy, I'm I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of I'm tired of worrying about getting somebody else yeah. sick. More I'm than sick anything. and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, we're gonna edit all this out, by the way. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Yeah, this, this is, is only gonna, gonna be a, a two-minute podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. We there's been nothing worth listening to yet. That is not true. Okay. I'm right. I'm fascinated with your stories. Okay. Especially, I've got, yeah. I feel like we haven't even like gotten to the good stuff. I know. Right well, I want to hear uh, also about what COVID uh, life was like in in New York before you oh, left. Man. What like got you to leave? Uh, so, well, the main thing that got us to leave was our lease was coming up, and it was like, do we want to go month to month with no job, and you know, all this unknown. You know, I don't know when the industry is going to pick back up, right. and it's like, so if I'm going to be sitting somewhere, I would like to be sitting somewhere that's. I don't know, not 700 square feet, you know? Um, But when we got back, so my wife and I, at the beginning of the year, 2020, baby, uh, we decided to move to France for three months. Nice. And so we're like, yeah, let's go to the south of France. We had this opportunity to stay in this like 18th century, like essentially like a tiny mansion Mm. in the south of France, like near the Pyrenees, two hours from the Spanish border, like, you know, three hour drive from Barcelona. Nice. Excuse me, that Modelo Coming back up. Oh, yeah. Modelo. It's just the this tickle. This is brought to you by Modelo, the Tennessee Tickle Killer. Uh, you got the tickle, just wash it down with a nice cold Modelo. Um, dude, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, so, yeah, so south we were into France. France, south of France. We were there for three months. Three months, our flight got canceled in March due to the, the COVID. To the COVID. <laughs> and uh, so that turned into two months. So then so, we're like, so, so you pretty much got stranded in France for five months. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All that sounds of, awful. <laughs> yeah. It was actually the best thing that's, yeah, I, ever, I mean, dude, with the, the, uh, the wine and the food, I mean, you could buy 10 liters of wine, like straight from the vineyard for like 13 euro. Really? It was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, and the food for, I mean, it changed our life. It was like, a, it was no joke, a spiritual experience. Like it, you were like, Oh I'm not just shoving food down my face to like get yeah. to the, you're like, oh, I'm going to sit down and have like a nice, well-prepared meal that's like fresh from the garden. Doesn't it make you realize how uncivilized we are? Oh, as, we're animals. As a, cult- Dude, <laughs> as a culture. Yeah. And then, and actually 
So you're not bombarded with like advertisements and media. Right. Because, and we didn't even watch, I mean, we didn't watch TV because there was like a TV downstairs, but it was like kind of a hassle to like, like turn it on and watch it. So like we just didn't watch TV except like around, um, I guess it was like once lockdown kind of started, we we're like, all right, let's watch TV for the first time. And I was like, which watching like logged into a Netflix account. And I was like, oh yeah, I think Uncut Gems is supposed to be good. Oh, nice. And, yeah. Dude, if you haven't seen TV in a while and you watch Uncut Gems, it was the most assaulting movie. I mean, it's oh, so stressful. Yeah. That movie is, I mean, it's so good, but so incredibly stressful. Mm. Um, so we watched that. And then we, of course, just like binged Tiger King. Oh, yeah. That was really, like simpler times. Yeah. Um, oh, Tiger King. Right? Yeah. I mean, you remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was this year. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Yep. Sure you remember was. the Australian wildfires? <laughs> Oh yeah, that was when was that? <laughs> that was this year. Oh yeah, jeez, Kobe Bryant. Okay, Kobe Bryant. This is yeah. edited out, man. No, no, no. You keep, keep it, it in. Keep, keep it, it in, man. Keep it. In. God, that doesn't that seem like forever? Ago. I don't want this podcast to turn into just us being like, man, twenty twenty is wild. Can you believe this? <laughs> but getting stuck in France for five months is not a bad way to go. No, though. it was, and it was so strict. Like we had to have a piece of pa- a printed piece of paper every time we left the house, and really? it had to be signed. And if you got caught with Whoa. one that was. You could only be outside for an hour. Really? Yeah. And if you got caught without it, you would get fined 150 euros. Even now, if you get caught without a mask, it's 250 euro fine. Wow. Yeah. And so it was, even though it was so strict, we were in such a beautiful place, had space, had amazing food and wine. Like we didn't need to go anywhere. When we left, we just have this gorgeous walk of like the Pyrenees. And I mean, it was, it was in like vineyards for miles, rolling hills. One of my friends from Tennessee came up. She goes, "It kind of looks like Granger County," and I was like, uh, "It does not." I was like, "Yeah, uh, all the vi- all the vineyards in Granger County." Anyway. Yeah, uh, the, the Provence is a little nicer, right? Yeah, 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 just a little. Yeah, what's this piece of paper that you had to have uh, to it, leave the house? So it was like, uh, it was just it was like attestation, but it oh. was basically you had to check off why you were leaving. So it was like ah. for exercise, groceries. Mm. There was only like you know going to work or whatever. Yeah, and if. You had to check off the box, and if it was like for exercise, it could only be an hour. Going to get groceries could be a little longer, but you had to be within a certain mile radius of your place, and yeah, it's wild. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But it was better. It was like the best. How are they doing? Uh, How so, are numbers? And in- so they they flat they flattened out. So when we were there, it was like in our tiny village, there was only probably I think a case or two, ah. and then it kind of like I think France in general kind of. Uh, like flattened out and the, the numbers were pretty low. And I think just recently they had another spike. So I think they've kind of like went back, they've kind of scaled back opening up stuff. And so I think there's, they're pretty strict on like face masks and stuff, but, but like people wear them cause it's not a bit, it's just, just, yeah. just, just, wear, just, just wear please, the mask. Just do it. Just, just wear the mask. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a small inconvenience. It's just wear the mask. Somebody the other day was like, somebody told me, you know, obesity, obesity is, you know, kills a lot more people than COVID-19. Yeah. You know, we should be worried about that. And I was like, listen, I can't I give say, you obesity by breathing. I was going to say, listen, man, I, I'm not going to go down. First of all, that I'm not going to take that bait. First yeah, of all, exactly. but second of all, just wear the mask. Yeah, exactly. Just wear the mask. Do it. It's also, Kevin, this, what if we did this? What if we all just wear the mask just to see yeah, what happens? Let's, let's try it And out. then if it doesn't work, then we That's say, fine. Hey, look at all this propaganda. Look at this, <laughs> exactly. you know, but, Thanks, Obama. Yeah, but you know what? We just wear it. We can't. We can't make that assumption. Sure. So we wear it. All wear it. Yeah. Anyway. I, well, how'd you end up getting back then? Like, so what did, did they? Were we letting people in from Europe at that point, and or did you have to quarantine well, when you got back? Or? So there was. It kind of got scary there for a while because they were like, you know, 
if you are stuck outside of the United States, you have a like I think Trump was like, you have now or else, you know, you're not let it, getting let back in. So we were like, mm-hmm. shoot, should we just book a flight? Mm-hmm. But at that point, we were looking at New York City and New York City, they were literally we're at the end of our block um, where we live in, in Brooklyn. They were loading um, flatbed trucks with bodies because the mm. hospitals didn't have any place for them. That was happening mm. at the end of our block. So it's like, Gosh. you know, we're seeing videos where, hey, it's our apartment. And uh, those are two semis full with dead bodies. Um, so it was like really, really bad in New York at that time. So yeah. we were... We were thinking, do we want to fly back? We're in to this that. like tiny village, yeah. You know, and the owners of the place were like, "Hey, you guys can stay there as, as long as you need." Really? Yeah. They're like, "That's because so cool. they were because they they couldn't do anything no, with they, it anyway. Nobody else could come right. in." Everybody, I love that when people just kind of lean in and yeah, the know, humanity of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah humanity. Like, <laughs> you remember <laughs> that shit? Yeah. <laughs> Was that in twenty twenty? No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they basically said, "Stay as long as you need." They were stuck in Mallorca at the time, ah, and so we were also kind of like gauging when they're coming back. It was like gauging New York, gauging flights because also flights were they were canceling so many flights, yeah. so flights were going for. Like back to New York for like no for a ton. Oh there really? Were like two thousand, three thousand dollars. Oh like, really? To only have because a layover. Because there were so few of them. Right, and only to have a layover somewhere where you might, like your next flight might get canceled. Mm. So there was stories of people paying two, three thousand dollars to have Thank a layover you. in Paris, mm. and then only for their flight to somewhere else to get canceled. So now they're stuck in Paris. Yeah. And so, and you then know, you're in, in much worse shape. You, you uh, just left a place that was going to let you stay for yeah, however ex- long, and now you're in Paris. Ex- place exactly. Yeah. So wow. we, but we eventually just kind of like kept an eye on it, kept an eye out, and then finally we just kind of saw a small window. Pulled the probably trigger, probably like May twentieth, and we were just like, "All right, let's go for it." Yeah. Um, so we did it, and it was pretty intense at the airports. Oh, like bet. you know, spaced out. Everybody wearing masks. Mm. Like uh, they were taking your temperature check. I mean, it was. Like policemen were coming around looking for your like your forms and yeah, but we made it. We made it back to good old JFK. Oh uh, yeah, and man, when we got back, oh boy, it, yeah. New York City was on fire. Literally, <laughs> I mean, we got back and it was the height of you know all the protests were happening. Oh, that's that was right. Like, yeah, so, so like, that, the yeah. protests were happening. COVID was like intense, and like we went yeah. from a, a nice, quiet little like. French countryside to like New York City. Yeah. The noise, the like, again, everyone wearing masks. It was just, New York City's never been like that. You know, it was like masks, protests, like there was helicopters 24 seven, like news helicopters, police helicopters, uh, just nonstop all day, you know, police cars on fire from people who, you know, like, yeah, cause you had like, tough, you had peaceful protests and you had people mm-hmm. who were just trying to cause ruckus to, de Blasio really shit dude, the bed on that, dude, man. De Blasio. De Blasio. Yeah, and then you have De Blasio and Cuomo. Like and they, Cuomo. They were going nuts on each other. Yeah, and like, they were it was just each other. Nursing homes just being wiped out with COVID. Yeah, you know? and like, then, and yeah, like, rubber bullets on the Br- Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, you know? It was bananas. It was bananas. Yeah, Barclays Center, all yeah, that cops stuff. cars on fire. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just like a wild, it was just a wild, and everybody was just super on edge just from everything i bet man and so we came from like five months in absolute yeah y- like a utopia spiritual experience like <laughs> yeah. peace and like yeah your soul is like all is well with your yeah. soul to like yeah. to just, riot police and viruses and yeah the, i mean it felt like yeah it felt like a like the the end time i mean it felt like the yeah. state a, like a police state like it was wild. i bet it the was, contrast was 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 palpable yeah it was <laughs> 
Uh, and so then, yeah. And then, so it was an easy decision to, yeah. to move out of New York. So, yeah. So we, at that point were kind of like, well, we our our lease is up. So we were basically at that point, like, okay, well, first of all, we just need to like take a second, you know, let's just get our bearings, you know, also like yeah. being closer to family and yeah, you take stock of the things that are important, yeah, I guess for sure. Yeah. And also being, you know, having space in France and cooking and all that, like we just have no space and no, you can barely cook in our tiny little kitchen and, uh, you said it was in Greenpoint? Fort, uh, Green. Fort Green. Fort Green. And so we, uh, yeah. Which is we, in, in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know where the Barclays Center is? Yeah. It's like five minute walk from the Barclays okay. Center. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so we, we kind of kept looking, like I was looking around for jobs and stuff and it's just the industry. I mean, every industry has just been, you know, decimated, you know, yeah. restaurants, uh, TV, mm. media. So like, unless you had a media job, like some of my friends, they, they can like work remotely and do Zoom. It's like, it's just so... There's yeah. just, no, nobody can do studio production. Nobody can yeah. do. I mean, everybody's doing, I mean, all the late night shows, people are doing them from their house. Yeah. And a lot of the staff, you know, some of the staff are, are working pretty hard, but a lot of the staff, you know, it's like. Yeah. The production staff probably isn't working hard though. Maybe the writing staff. Yeah. Writing. There's a lot on. of like, for example, for, I know for, for Fallon, for example, the, you know, a lot of the, some of the new writers that were hired. Well, now they're actually like writers, producers, mm. you know, because they had to lean You kind up, of got to like up. take your idea and see it from. Yeah. You know, cool. We need a wig for Will Ferrell to use. Great. Uh, we should shoot. I've got to go work with the props department to like go order a wig somewhere and then watch it getting tracked and make sure it gets to Will Ferrell's house. You know, it's yeah. it's like you didn't sign up for that when you took yeah. that writing job. You, took the you, know, you just want to write, yeah. write some like funny yucks, you know. Yeah. And so I think it's just been an interesting time across the board. And yeah. I think it's going to pick up. But. I mean, am I going to, you know, it's like, do you wait around? Right. And you're, and you're like, and tiny so that's storage the decision unit. you had to make. It w- yeah. was, was like, do, do I sit around and, and wait for stuff to get better and pay through the nose for an apartment right. for the next however uh, long? Right. Who knows how Who long? Knows? Yeah. Or do I make, make a move here, get maybe a more, uh, a lifestyle that seems to be a little more certain or at least less expensive, yeah. you know, yeah, or for stop sure. the bleeding a yeah. little bit. 100%. And, and then, cause you got to start over anyway, right? You yeah. might as well just, you know, start over with a little less overhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, listen, it's all about bringing down the overhead at yeah, this point. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we looking around and in Nashville and Nashville, man, had Dude, a buddy you're gonna love there it. And was, Have you ever lived in Nashville? Uh, I haven't. Actually, my sisters, uh, my sisters, I'm losing it, man. I'm losing it. <laughs> I don't it, even man. have a sister. <laughs> Is that part of the tickle? The tickle's eating my brain. Uh, my wife's sister lives in Nashville okay. and I have a lot of friends in Nashville cool. and, you know, being a the University of Tennessee there. guy and yeah. being from Knoxville, you know, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of folks over there. Well, you've had a pretty, you, you had a pretty prolific career in New York and I want to, like, I want, I've heard a little bit about it, but I want to, I want to think, get to that, but you mentioned going to the University of mm-hmm. Tennessee. So yeah. did you grow up in Knoxville? So I grew up in Knoxville, uh, born and raised in Vestal. I was born in Vestal until I was four. I was born in, until I was four. I was born a four-year-old. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was born at a... This is another clue to say yeah. how old you are. <laughs> anyway, this is just one more clue. Uh, if you've seen Dark, does anybody watch Dark out here? Uh, it's the Netflix show. Just watch it. Anyway, it's all about time travel. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> Moving forward. Uh, Vestal? Yeah. So I was, I was born in Vestal. Uh, just right off of Willoughby. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, Mosley's Drugstore. Uh, that's a, oh, that, yeah. that was in the family. You know, shout out to the Mosley's. Heck yeah. Um, they sold it. And now it's like the tobacco stop. Yeah, uh, that's all right. 
It's fine. One of these, I always tell my wife, I was like, one of these days I'm going to buy that and make it like a cool little convenience store. And then we'll drive there. I was like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. So does that mean that King Tut's is the uh, oldest vestige, the last remaining yeah, vestige it, of Vestal? Yeah, I'm like, was King Tut's, I mean, how long has that place been there? 25 years yeah. at least. I think it was new when I was there. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's been there for a minute. Um, but yeah, moved out of Vestal when I was four, moved to, to the good old like suburbs near John Sevier, oh, cool. near the Weigels off John Sevier. Oh, and, there you uh, go. And uh, went to South Dole High School. There you go. You know, uh, go Keys. I don't know. Is that is that not? Can you can still say Go Keys, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. They, have they not changed it yet? Have they should be changing it. Listen, <laughs> pretty Cl- soon. Clark Duncan. I don't know. I think he's the football coach. I don't think he has anything to do with the <laughs> name. But I'm putting it on your shoulders, Duncan. Change it. Change that racist change name. It. Change that racist name, Duncan. Do it now, brother. <laughs> My uh, aunt was a guidance counselor there. Who? Uh, Grace Ann Cannon. Was her Miss name Miss Cannon? Miss Cannon. Do I know? All I know is I remember the guidance now. counselors always were like, you're like, "Where do you want to go to school?" She's like, "Well, I mean, maybe Vandy." Like, "No, no, no, you're going to go to Pellissippi. That's where you're going." It's like, okay, "That's what we okay. do here." Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of. I was like, "Do you get money from Pellissippi? Why are you sending us all to Pellissippi?" Maybe Here's they were the like, "Promo code: yeah. <laughs> Go Keys. Go Keys. At check yeah, out. At check out. What the." Uh, I was like, why is everyone going to Pellissippi? Uh, but I did not go to Pellissippi. I, uh, with two weeks of high school left, I auditioned to be uh, the mascot for the University of Tennessee, a.k.a. Smokey. No. So I was Smokey for four years no, in college. No, you weren't. Yeah, man. Dude. I was on full scholarship, books and tuition. Uh, You're kidding me. Seven to eight appearances a week during football season. Hold football, on. basketball, baseball. I mascoted, competed in national mascot competition, went to... Uh, mascot camp. I got second place in nationals. So at one point I was the second best mascot in the nation. Go Vols. That ain't racist, baby. <laughs> Dude, you're kidding me. No, I, was, I had no idea. No, yeah, no, yeah. I was, no. I was smoky for for four years. I wa- I watched you be smoky. Yeah, I'm sure. You probably I mean, have a picture of me or something. I probably do have a picture. Lots of, you. of people do, and they have no idea who I am. Dude, that is amazing. Yeah. How? What's the mascot life like? Uh, Books and tuition? Are yeah, you kidding me? It's amazing. It's actually one of the only programs in the country to to offer that to their mascot. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know, a walk on position was, everywhere else. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, some yeah. It's such a weird, weird world. Um, you know, so the in, mascot world. Yeah, it's very is, strange. Is, is it is it clicky? Is it culty? It, uh, I mean, it's kind of just by default. Like, right? There's only how many people in college that wear yeah, this did, furry suit and are these like freaks of their like college. You know, so it's like. You know, you travel around with the the cheerleading and dance teams, and you know they're all part of a big team. Well, you there's like when I was there, it was two of us, or sometimes three, but like there were two or three Smokies. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, but you go to camp right to mm-hmm. learn the walk. You have to learn the walk, have the handwriting, so that you can never tell who's who's smoky. who's in suit. Right? Yeah. Uh, but you're part of this like kind of weird, kind of outcast. You're not, you know, you're you're not, not really, a dance team. You're, you're not, not a cheerleader. cheerleader. Right. You're not an athlete. Correct. But, you're one of the three Smokies. Yes, exactly. And in high school, I played, you know, football, basketball, baseball, ran track, and then I was in all the school musicals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, growing up in, in Tennessee, I was a big, I was a huge Tennessee fan. I was like, I'm going to run through the tee one day. It's like my dream. I'm going to jump over the pile like little man Stewart, you yeah. know, against Alabama. <laughs> Uh, only to find out, it's like when I played football at South Dole, it's like, yeah, that ain't happening. You know, it's like, yeah, we went one and nine, and I had thirteen catches for the year. You know, like for negative twenty yeah, yards, like twenty five yards. Mean, yeah. yeah, the only thing I got out of playing uh, South Dole football was the Tennessee tickle. So it's like that ain't happening. And a racist uh, t-shirt. Yeah, and a racist a couple of racist t-shirts with the sleeves cut off. Um, 
So, so you found out a different way to run through the tea. Yes, I did. And yeah. I found out a different way to run through the tea and to get school paid for because it was definitely not going to happen through grades oh, and, grades. or yeah. athletics. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I auditioned and, uh, how do you, was, oh, so you auditioned yeah. before when you were a senior yeah. in high school. So I, how did you even know so that there I was knew, a, I knew, um, the fullback at the time of Tennessee, remember what Will Bartholomew. Oh yeah. Um, so he was a buddy of mine and he knew the current Smokey at the time. And so he, and he was, said, this is a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. He was like, he was like, Hey man, you should do this. <laughs> he you gets know? all of his school paid for just like me. Yeah, and also he doesn't have concussions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so yeah. So I was like, okay. I was like, I mean, I was, I could put athletics and like theater together. I think I could do this, you know, it's brilliant. And then it's like, yeah, I auditioned, uh, found out when auditions were and auditions. You had to do like, come up with a skit, like a two minute skit. You had to do like improv. Hey, so yo, you UCB, where you at? Those was pre UCB days. But oh. I have to do like improv where it's like, you know, it's fourth down in the against the Gators and the, you know, you got to get the crowd riled up. What do you do? Or like, oh, Smokey, there's a, you're, yeah, ear lift, <laughs> ear lift, tail, uh, tail spin, you know. Uh, so then it was like, uh, yeah, you do all these like different improv scenarios. Then you do, you like meet with the spirit coach. There's a spirit coach. Uh, um, and then, wait, is that, is that a cheerleader? Is that, yeah, she's like a cheerleading cheerle- coach, oh, gotcha, so, okay. but she's kind of like head over all the spirit teams. Mm-hmm. Um, what was her name? Joy. Come on. You Come can't on, write you that, got baby. This. That's joy. Yeah. That's, that's as good as it gets, man. <laughs> of uh, course it was. Of course it was. It had to be. <laughs> yeah. It had yeah. to be. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, yeah. And then you like interview with some like the past Smokies and this and that. And then they kind of like post a thing on the wall, like old school, like, like theater tryouts. auditions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you kind of like scroll. Yeah. Dude. Smoky, come, 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 big bucket, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Yeah, Josh Lay, So yeah, so did that. What kind of time commitment is that, dude? It's such, it's so. I mean, you're like I said, you're doing during football season. You're doing seven to eight appearances a week. I mean, you're going to not just games. No, you're doing pep rallies. Think about any like. I mean, there was like set things you would do, right? Like, well, any any time they probably the athletics department has a sanctioned event, they oh, they want to have Smokey there, 100%. right? Did you guys ever split up? Did yeah. you ever send a couple different Smokies and oh to yeah? Different I mean, events? there'd be times, yeah, there'd be like three pe- or two pep rallies. So most of the time, there was just two of us when I was doing it. So it was like we be would a great way to, for an alibi. Oh, you know, do, yeah, you're right. I'm <laughs> nope. clear, there's pictures of me. <laughs> I was here. at the quarterback club yeah. at Calhoun's. I don't know what you're talking about. I was, uh, I was the one messing around with those wild and wacky ribs, you know, <laughs> rubbing it all over that guy's face like a mascot'll do. Um, uh, sir, you, you have the right to remain silent. Yep, you're right. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry that uh, the roads were dark. I, I didn't see him. Uh, but yeah, so. So we used to like split, we would go bowling and stuff and just be like, all right, this is for like two appearances or like, oh, really? we would you like guys bat, would, yeah, we would oh, like gamble yeah. with appearances. Yeah. Cause um, you didn't want to do them. No, it, cause it was, you have to, it's a hot suit. I'm a, sure. Oh, it's so hot. It's 25 degrees hotter than the outside oh, temperature. Oh gosh. Uh, it's, oh, I mean, you, you, you have no vision. There's no ventilation. There's no, there's no fan that's in the side of the, the head. Like yeah. you wear these like furry gloves that you have no feeling in, you know, you, mm. it's like, it's hot, it's hot. And it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Let's be honest. And you know, people have no, no qualms handing their infant child to you oh, exactly. you know when you're like are you sure you want to do this i can't feel or see this child um but sure i will take this will be worth this picture that you'll lose you know like in exactly. a house fire like yeah. a couple of years no i'm sorry if anyone that's lost their house in a house fire i'm sure it's tragic uh but uh i always think of the uh uh that that will ferrell movie where 
you know, he's he's washed up a uh, figure skater and he mm-hmm. ends up doing it like a, he gets a mascot gig and yeah, that, he's an alcoholic. He throws yep. up inside the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, like, so that's that was me. That was based yeah. off of my life. Uh, Can't smell the booze coming out of the no, big mask. <laughs> no. So but yeah, so we uh, so I did that for for four years. And then, yeah, once you get in there, you do like mascot camps where you have to do it every year. Oh, it's, it's so, so crazy. Yeah. And man. then you do like you, you have to submit. Like throughout the year, you're filming all your appearances and your games, and then you have to to cut together a video that has to be there's a, I have my mascot reel. If you go to my website, it's on there. No, way. Um, but it's you have to cre- create like a a reel to submit to nationals, and they take the top ten in the country. To Did you com- go to compete in Orlando? But the top four get a paid bid, and so I was going in my senior year. As I think I was number three, so I got a paid bid going in number three, and then I ended up getting second place. You, you seem sore about that. Yeah, well, you're not listening, man. Time heals all wounds, but some are just some are a little deeper, deep. deeper than others. That's a pretty like no. pro, that's a pretty good career as a yeah. mascot. Well, I get it gets better because my first job in New York City, I was the New Jersey Devils mascot for the NHL hockey team. You're kidding me! I kid you not. So that was <laughs> so, my that was my so so. Was there a point in your in your life where you were like, I'm a mascot now? That's that's what I do for a living. I am going to be a mascot. Uh, yep, forever. that would be my first year as the New Jersey Devils when I was on salary uh, and getting health and dental benefits and a four hundred one k. I was like, oh right, I'm a mascot for a living. Okay, got it. In New Jersey, um, did you no, live in no New Jersey? Or did you live in the city? I lived in Manhattan. Harlem. I lived in Harlem at the okay. time. Pretty so close. I would, right. So it was like East Rutherford. But then yeah. my second season, they moved. At the end of my second season, they moved to uh, Newark to ah, do the. And then it was like farther away. I had to go down to like. Uh, I think it was like to, world trade and to, yep, commu- you know, uh, connect to the path. And it, it took yeah. me like an hour and a half. And yes. I was also like an actor at the time. So I was, I would leave and I was doing improv at the time. So mm. I was taking improv classes at UCB and then I would go perform in front of 20,000 people in, in, uh, the continental airlines arena. And then I would go perform in front of like five people at a basement, uh, in like St. Mark's, you know? Yeah. And I was like, man, this is a wild life. Yeah, um, sure. And then one time I actually had a, an improv performance that I missed a game for. Like I, I was like, I got to oh, go to this, no. this performance. How'd that go over? I faked a injury. Mm. I was like, oh yeah, I have a, a leg injury. And so like the next day I like limped into work and like, it was my best, it was my best acting work to date. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, and uh, I, they watch you walk in. They're like, this guy's good. Yeah. It's like, man, this guy, yeah, he's hurt. He's, <laughs> he's hurt. Good. I think he's, I don't know though. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to go see a chiropractor to like, truly like go through it which i don't know why you would go see a chiropractor if you were truly hurt yeah. you know he's like okay you know what i do right i correct your spine i don't diagnose your exactly your knee injury they're like we've got we've got access to the new jersey devils team trainers are you yeah, okay yeah. you're you like no i'm no 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 no, no. <laughs> chiropractor's the way to go out of pocket please um so yeah well it, what was that like um, did you did you have to ice skate yeah Oh, so, really? so you were yeah, on the ice. I, I interviewed uh, with Lou Lamarillo. I don't know who you know. If you it, know no, that. I'm not, so I'm he not a was. He's guy. basically. I don't know a lot I, about it. Here's the deal. I don't either, and didn't at the time. And Lou still Lamarillo. Don't. Yeah, he was like the like godfather of hockey. He was like responsible for like bringing like these like. Uh, oh, that was a little. That was mm. a little Modelo refill right it there. Was. Have one if you want. Yeah, I still got a little warm one right here. I think. <laughs> get just the get the tickle down there. Get, oh yeah. Some ASMR here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 
But uh, Lou, yeah. So I an interview with him. Yeah. He was like this godfather of hockey. Had no idea who just, he was. Just the Devils, or, yeah. Or, well, okay. just uh, he was responsible for like bringing all these like foreign players, I think, to the league. Uh, There's like gotcha. an ESPN 30 for 30 on hockey, um, and yeah. I was watching. I was like, hey, that was Lou. I am interviewed with him. He's like a le- a living. He was like a Forbes like top yeah. ten like whatever. But he, I interviewed with him. He's like. So uh, I had a mascot reel and resume, obviously, sure. from my smoky days. Yeah. Um, and he was like, so you, you do comedy, huh? He's like, stand up? I was like, oh, it's more like sketch, long form. He goes, eh, so sit down. <laughs> I was like, this guy's good. This guy's got bits. I love this guy's bits. Um, and then he goes, can you skate? I was like, well, I mean, I'm no Olympic ice skater, but yeah, I can skate. So I really was just setting the tone of like, oh, so you're not in a, <laughs> so you're one, this, you're not, one of, you're not one of the top skaters in the world, but you're just under that. Got it. Uh, meanwhile, my experience was just, uh, I used to work at Promises down the, down the road. What's that? It's like a day, it was a daycare um, down in, like near Arrowhead. Uh-huh. And I used to take the kids ice skating. So that ah. was my, the extent of my. Uh, I bet you were hot dogging out there, skating backwards oh, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was barely all I could do to stand on. Oh, and actually my first day is the devil's mascot they were like uh you're from tennessee right you know how to ride a four-wheeler i was like Psh, yeah i know yeah. how to ride a four-wheeler no, well i'm no world-class four-wheeler yeah, driver yeah. <laughs> listen i don't drive monster trucks but uh uh and i was like yeah i know how to do it they're like great so uh, you're gonna ride it on the ice tonight it was like opening night I was like, sounds great yeah 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 we'll definitely do that and so wrong? so all day i'm like trying to practice like this four-wheeler around the arena to mm-hmm. like and I, I can't because it's clutch and I can't get it. Like I mm-hmm. keep killing it. I give it too much gas or not enough gas, or whatever. So cut to it's it's game night, opening night, 20,000 people in front of the arena. My first day as the New Jersey Devil. And there's the whole I'm like on I'm in full suit sitting on a four wheeler. I have a T-shirt cannon strapped around <laughs> my chest. And the, and uh, the whole entire New Jersey Devils hockey team is like behind me. I'm, I'm supposed to lead the New Jersey Devils like three time world champions out onto the ice. And the the lights are down, the, you know. The lights are down the arena. The, 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 the you know the the LEDs are swirling around <laughs> in the dark. The announcer is like, it's like prime time. Music's cranked. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the devil that never ceases to amaze you, in J Devil. And I'm like, here we go, baby, showtime. I like crank it, give up the gas, hit hit it, and it just stalls. Nothing <laughs> happens. It just goes. And all of a sudden, I'm looking back. That like the devils are just kind of, like they're looking the at me. Hockey like, players. Yeah, the hockey players are like, yo, man, like time to go, my, my dude. I'm looking at it. Right, I have to go off of a ramp, by the way. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay. So now I'm like panicking. There's just nothing is happening on the ice, you know? Like the, the LED lights are still swirling around. And I finally, I give it a. I was like, oh god, I, I give it a little bit more gas. Well, I give it way too much gas, and now I just fly, fly off the ramp, and I'm like midair, which I felt like hanging in the air for five seconds. And I don't know if you've ever ridden a, a four wheel on uh-huh. ice. I sure oh, hadn't. No, uh, oh, I've never done it either. And I hit the ice, and now all of a sudden I'm still gassing it, and just the, the wheels are just spinning out. Ice is like kicking back to the back wall, like into the into the crowd. I have a t shirt can, and now I'm trying. Trying to steer, but the the wheels aren't turning. So I'm slide. I'm slowly just sliding, like with the wheels kicking, just sliding to the edge of of the of where the the rink is. And but now keep in mind, I still got to shoot t-shirts. So with one hand, I'm trying to guide this uh, four wheeler that's slowly creeping to the, the edge of the wall, and I'm just just firing t-shirts. Some are hitting the wall, bouncing back. Some are barely making it over the net. And then I hit the wall and I'm just starts creeping and like crawling around the wall, like just so slowly. Cause it's like the wheels caught in the tread of the, the wall. People are like, what is, what's going on? But people think it's part of the show. Cause when you're sure. a mascot, they don't know any difference. Like, of course he knows what he's doing. 
<laughs> well, then I see my boss sprinting on the ice, pulling me back. And, uh, and I, I don't know why. And he was like, what I found out later, if you delay the start of play, the team is fined $25,000. Oh, no. So I was just stuck out there on the ice and he's trying to like pull me back. And finally he gets me off and he was like, do you know what you just did? And I was like, and I stopped and listened. And the crowd was going wild. And I, was like, they- I was like, my man, I just did my job. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Devil's game on. I bet on. Those loving it. Dude, devil, dude, they loved it. They were like, somebody was like, dude, that was wild, man. When you hit the ice and just started riding around the, the wall. The players yeah, were like, yeah. you're Tokyo drifting that yeah. thing, firing that cannon. Dude, like, dude, man, you like, you gunned it off that ramp. I was like, dude, I don't have any fear. Can't steal second with your foot on first. No fear, brother. Let's go. Uh, so needless to say, that was... Once after that day, things got a little smoother. I kind of got my rhythm down. Um, but that I was, was still... That was opening night, so that was it was opening probably night a full day. house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> packed. People like, this is the start of the season, baby. This sets the tone. Go. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Crazy, man. Did you last the season? I lasted two seasons. Okay. Yeah. They, they That's said solid. I was... The, and actually, here's a fun fact. If you... To this day, if you look at the New Jersey Devils number, it's double zero. So when I got there, the devil didn't have any number on it. Now I know some people are like, 666, that's the, you know. Yeah. But they're like, no, we don't want to do that. And I was like, I got to give them a number. So who was double zero? Smokey, baby. Really? So I gave the New Jersey Devil double zero. And if you go there, look at it right now, he still has double zero. How did he get that? Smokey. So the no Tennessee way. tie remains strong in oh, New Jersey. No. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What made you leave? Well, so I was a... I was like going on commercial auditions at the time, taking improv classes. And like there were times I would I would have to be like, hey, I'm going to go to the cleaners and wash the suit. And I would get in my car, drive through the Lincoln Tunnel, park in New York City, go to an audition, mm. and then drive back through With the Lincoln the dirty Tunnel. Suit. Yeah, <laughs> for the dirty suit yeah. and also paying like $24 in tolls. Yeah. And, and $13 so, each way. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, this isn't sustainable. But I was able to do it because I was able to kind of like do my own thing. Yeah. But then once they moved to Newark, the bosses were kind of like, hey, we noticed you've been gone for like two hours. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. And it was like I couldn't go to those auditions anymore. Um, and that's also at the time I had a buddy that was – that comedy buddy that I met at UCB Bill? Level 1, uh, Corey. Cool. He was working at VH1 and doing a nightly podcast called uh, Best Night Ever. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get a job on that. To like as On a, the podcast? Uh, yeah, or on- to like produce the – Excuse me, the podcast. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, we basically like five comedians would watch clips. We'd pick out the mm. best moments, write jokes about it, film it, and it would go up that night as a podcast. And that was like back in t- 2007. Wow. So like that was like early. People had like the clunk. You'd look on the subway, yeah. people would be watching Best Night Ever on a yeah. clunky. Well, was it like uh, we remember the 90s or whatever those yeah, kinds of things uh, were? It was, it was kind of like that talking head, but yeah. like watching you know, the top five television shows. So it's like on Survivor. Yeah. So it was like on Survivor. Picture in picture kind of thing. Yeah. So it actually was like, it was less picture in picture and more like it would just go to full frame. So it was like comedians set up the moment, show the moment. React. uh, So like a talk soup kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Whereas like, Oh, on Survivor, you know, like things got a little crazy when, you know, Gary decided to play with spiders and that's like (laughs) clip come back. Uh, spiders more like, um, a high gotta get out of here. Am I right? You know, next (laughs) thing or whatever. So, uh, a little formulaic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we did that for like two years. Awesome. Um, then that whole, it was like best part of best, best night week. ever. Yeah. It's called best night ever through best week ever the okay. show, best week ever, which was like talking heads and on VH1. Yeah. Okay. Um, still, still linear television. Still yeah, yeah, broadcast yeah. is still a thing. Yes, Netflix yep. hasn't taken over yet. No, no, yeah. but we were on the digital side. So ah, best night ever wow. at the time, like we were doing the podcast. I um, mean, we were getting, it was like 
two million downloads. We were like top. It was always like Damn. top, uh, like one of the top something like ten po- comedy podcasts. Where were podcasts. people finding it? Well, YouTube, Apple, Apple like oh, comedy okay. podcasts. It was always like on the top ten uh, yeah. Apple comedy podcasts. Oh, that's and, great. Yeah. So, I mean, we were doing that, and like, I mean, that was like right when like influencers like weren't really mm. in, like I Justine. Yeah. Do you remember her? Like. Mm-mm. She or like Tila Tequila is the first one I remember. <laughs> is yeah, that her I name? Mean, yeah, Tila Tequila. <laughs> Tila Tequila. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like influencers were just kind of coming on the scene. Like there was no YouTube. There was yeah. no. I think we were putting up our stuff on like Daily Motion and like some of these sites. I don't even know if they still exist. Right. Um, and we like won like Webby Awards right back when like the Webby Awards. Like it was like, whoa, you got a Webby yeah. Award? Yeah. Cool. Now it's like, yeah, you, you better have a Webby Award. Yeah, you, exactly. You know, it's like. Um, but yeah, so it did that for like two years and then that got canceled uh, just because like Best Week Ever went under. So the mm. site went with it. Gotcha. Um, the whole franchise. Yep. Uh, went down. Yeah. So you're looking for a job? Yep. I think my phone's doing that. Uh, it's just a tickle. <laughs> Don't even worry about it, man. Don't even worry about it. It's just, it's just the equipment getting the tickle. <laughs> getting... Or it could be the Modelo that you spilled all over the mic. <laughs> did uh, I do that? No, I don't yeah, think so. Not yet. I probably did. So, so where'd you go from VH1? From best, uh, so, best night ever. Yeah, so best night ever. Uh, After I went goes to, away. I went to. Well, actually, I had a little stint where I was bartending for a little mm. while, working in restaurants. I worked actually with, uh, I guess like, a chef that was like uh, Mario Batali's partner. She was like a top one hundred emerging chefs. Awesome. Um, and I was like, ooh, I will learn about wine. Yeah. Um, did that for a little bit. You're still living in Harlem at this point. Yep, still living in Harlem, and then. Uh, Got a job at Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, cool. So my buddy, Corey. Where's the, where's that show filmed? Uh, 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was actually filmed in the Conan studio. Okay. At the time. Now yeah. they moved Now they moved to... Uh, well, that's, is that the same time slot? Wait, no. They Now they shoot in the Conan studio. Then they were in... Uh, I forget. But uh, It's the same time slot, right? Yeah. It was... No, that... It's yeah. 11.30. Yeah. Isn't it? Yep, yep. Yeah. Which is where Conan was. Yeah. At the time, right? Yeah, but I think... I don't think it was in the... Maybe it was in the Cone Studio. That's it's been so long, I forget. But anyway, um, so I worked there with Corey, who mm-hmm. I met in level one. Yeah, who on at, spring break. Yep, on spring break. Uh, so he he gets he, you the job there. Yeah, I mean he like you know threw my resume in the pile. And he was a writer. Uh, he was the head blogger at the time, so I was a okay. blogger. So we, I mean that was like before digital was any like people mm-hmm. didn't even know what it was, but we were responsible for like we launched the YouTube channel, the Twitter account, the Instagram, the like. The Tumblr, the like, for Jimmy Fallon, yeah, for like for everything, and then we did a our kind of like claim to fame was we did this a uh, twenty two part like choose your own adventure style video. It's like right oh, when YouTube fine. did like annotations, so you could say like, yeah, yeah you can play, pick here or pick here, and so we did a whole thing where like Jimmy and the Roots, and we filmed it, we wrote it, um, and it kind of we did it to kind of launch the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But it was like to this day, it's like one of the best things. You've ever done? I've ever done. Like, and it's, awesome. it, it feels silly because you're like, people are like, what's some of the best things you've ever done? You're like, so if you go back to 2011, you know, you're like, so what did you do the rest of the nine years of your yeah. life? You know, it's, it's like, like a bunch of stuff that wasn't nearly stuff, as cool. Yeah, it's like yeah. stuff that wasn't as good or polished. I mean, it was like the perfect example of when everything comes together where like yeah. you had the whole, sh- like we wrote it. Uh, we had, you know, Jimmy and the Roots on board. The whole crew was on board, you know, so like we shot it just like they would shoot a show segment, um, mm. you know, with the same. Uh, you know, production schedule, you know, uh, talent, everything. So it was like, it's so cool. Yeah. It was awesome. How uh, was working with those guys? Uh, I mean, it's a da- I mean, you know, it's a daily show. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a intense. grind. Yeah. It's a definite grind. Um, yeah. 
And you know, I was surprised that he picked the roots for his uh, very smart. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean Questlove's a good. Uh, he's a good Kevin Eubanks, dude. I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> or well, Paul actually, Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, but uh, yeah, him and like Tariq and those guys are just like the nicest guys. Yeah, and like Kirk from the Roots, the guitar player, is yeah. like maybe one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Jimmy, that's got to be a good gig for a musician, right? I mean, oh, it's a great it's, gig because they yeah. can still go and play all their like. They most of them live in Philly, and they come down, and then they like travel and they play all their gigs. But then you have this steady. They live in Philly. A lot and of travel do. to New York. Yeah, a lot of them do. daily. Yeah. Wow. But a lot of them, yeah, and they, you know, they have those gigs, but then they can play they go off night. and play their like picnic, their, their roots picnics, and they, a lot of them have families, right? So it's like yeah. the grind of. It's but a yeah. day job, right? I mean, they yeah, sh- totally. shoot at like three o'clock, uh, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. They audience load in at like four or something. I think starts taping okay. at five. Okay. You know, it's done. It's pretty much as live to tape as possible. Right. You know, maybe you'll stop down to do like a couple retakes, but like, yeah. you know, for the most part, you want to try to shoot it. Live to tape. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, the editor's in there doing his magic and then boom, you're live at yeah, 11, 11 something. 30, 11, yeah. 30, yeah. So Jimmy Fallon was good to work with too? Yeah. I mean, he's... You know, he's Jimmy Fallon. He's yeah. he's an A-list celebrity that has a lot of pressure. And what I've learned working in this industry is like when you're dealing with a host that has their name on a project, like it's a lot of pressure, right? The ratings, yeah. if the ratings suck, it's it's not like... Yeah, they're beholden to the ratings. It's like, oh, cool. Well, his name's on those ratings, you yeah. know? And so, and one thing I learned about him is he's his attention to detail was like, you're like, oh, that's why this guy is like does what he does he's next yeah. level yeah because he's i mean if there's the in the 22 part video um if it's this is also my website but the last shot we got to see jimmy he's like hey come on guys i'm getting ready to shoot the show and he comes in he shows the cue cards he shows like he walks out in front of the audience like you can hear the roots be like error 404 yeah, like it was like a whole thing but i was the, i played the yeti in that scene mm-hmm. and i was the yeti and jimmy we were getting ready to film it he's like are you not gonna wear eye black <laughs> and I was like, I was like, huh? Uh, yeah. He goes, yeah, I mean, right. I mean, okay. And then he kind of walked away and somebody's like, Hey man, you better go put on some eye black. So I like run to hair and makeup. I was like, Hey, Jimmy said I need to put eye black on that. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to put you some uh, eye black. So I put on eye black. I come back and he goes, Oh yeah, dude, that looks good. Right. Yeah. It looks better. Right. And I was like, yeah, 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 definitely dude. And sure enough, like if you watch it, you're like, Oh yeah, I it, needed, eye black. I needed eye black, you know? And you're like, Oh yeah, that's why that's why I'm the blogger and you're the host, yeah. you know, like you're like, Oh, that, that, attempt, that small, he didn't have to, I mean, he's Jimmy found yeah. this, this video is going to launch his YouTube channel. Like who cares if the Yeti in this end of the, the last video is wearing right. eye black. Sure. That someone may or may not get to. Right. right? But <laughs> the fact is, it's like, Oh yeah, God is in the details. And that made such a difference. Yeah. So it's like, that's one thing I was always like, okay, that's good to remember. That's um, cool, man. Yeah. So I'm surprised that his show's done as well as it has. Yeah. Um, and not, and not because I don't think it's good. I just, he's surpassed numbers that, that, I mean, yeah. like the, the number one late night show and, and those things. And you're like, little old Jimmy Fallon from know, Saturday Night Live. I know. It's, it's crazy. I'm so happy for him yeah, because, and he deserves it. Yeah. He works. It, I mean, he, this guy is, uh, he works super hard and he, uh, I do think he's a, his attention. I mean, he would come in. I remember one time we rolled in at like, I was supposed to be in at 10, but it's production. You know what I mean? 1030, sure, yeah. 10.45. And I remember one day I was the first one in and uh, Jimmy was in there and he was like, I was like, had my bag around my, my shoulder, you know? And he's like, already, I mean, he's, I don't know what time he got there. He goes, oh, starting late today, aren't we? Where, where is everybody? I was like, oh, I think they're on the, stuck on the train. I, he goes, 
Yeah, cool. I just want to like change that picture on the site real quick. Can we can we pull that up? And my like computer hadn't even been turned on. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like just kind of slink my bag off, sit down at my computer, and I'm like hitting on. And Jimmy's just standing over my shoulder. And <laughs> you know how you can see there. the black screen, the reflection, yeah. and yeah. he's just like looking over my shoulder, like <laughs> probably like frustrated that like none of his staff, staff isn't working there. and he wants something done and it's yeah. not being done. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. but too nice to really yeah. freak and out like, about it. And I was it. like, I'm just gonna wait. I was like, yeah, these things just don't start. And like they, and he's like, wasn't having it. And then he was like. Yeah, I'll just come. Let me know when it's when you can. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, what video? I was like, yeah, it's the Tyra Banks video. I was like, uh, picture. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Definitely, definitely change that. So it was like, who cares if there's a a Tyra Banks picture? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, but he does. And he's like, and but the host is walking back there to tell. Mm-hmm. Like, can you can send somebody else to go change that? Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, no, no. I'm, and I think that's why the sh- the show excelled and like was on a fast track as fast as it was. I think he cares about all that stuff. I'm I'm happy for that dude. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he deserves it. I mean, step Conan failed in that spot. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's a tough. It's a tough. And uh, Conan was great. Conan yeah, did awesome love, for I mean, years listen, and years Conan's and years. My, yeah, I love. Yeah. I grew up on Conan. And, yeah, me too. And like his podcast. And then is, who would have thought that he would take Jay Leno's spot and ratings would go way down like they did? But he stuck his guns, man. He like kept he doing this weird show, and he did. It kind of like found its footing, and it did. Yeah, I don't know, and it, yeah, he's there. Yeah. Well, where'd you go after that? Where'd you go after Jimmy uh, Fallon? So after Fallon, oh man, right? I, I've been around the block, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's the kind of the nature of the beast. Yeah. But uh, uh, people don't realize that, like, you know, all these our our jobs sometimes seem really glamorous, but I mean, we're just we're hired guns at it's, some point. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, mercenaries, I, dude. We we work at I mean the content factory. You know, yeah. like you churn out the sausage. It's a job. At the end of the day, you're making burgers and fries. You yeah. want to try to make the best burgers yes. and fries you can, but like not saving the world man right you know you're you are you're like you're hired to do a job and you do it mm-hmm. and like yeah it just so happens that your job is to like interview kareem abdul jabbar in his dressing room ta- asking him about his what's on his uh spotify playlist you sure know, like yeah and that's a cool, cool job it's cool but yeah. you're also it's not like me and kareem aren't friends right you know yeah you walk exactly. in you talk to his publicist you pitch him a couple of ideas they like one of them uh they probably forgot to even tell kareem what he's doing so yeah. you have to go in there tell him mm-hmm. what you're doing because he's never even heard this idea for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a lot of stuff like, you know, it, yeah. as you know, it's like when you're dealing with celebrities, that's what it is. So you meet a lot of really cool celebrities, but it's, it's a business transaction. So, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Uh, Josh, like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on the, the digital team. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, something with Spotify, basically just trying to see what everybody's listening to on their Spotify, like mm-hmm. top five. I don't know if your publisher talked about, Oh no. Okay, great. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Dwayne Wade, he, uh, has this, he kind of did something <laughs> like this. Um, you know, if you wish, want to do something similar you can do uh tony hale he he mentioned uh kind of like on this he kind of made a joke about this you feel free to go that joke route or you can just do it straightforward okay yeah. uh are you ready sure okay great we're gonna shoot uh just one second let me let me get, get my you. cell phone out yeah, here let me, yeah, let me get this uh, <laughs> uh zoom you remember the zooms the little uh yeah little hand they, they were almost like little cell phone size pocket yeah. cameras yeah, camcorders like, yeah it's like cool let me just get my zoom all right is that what you shot them on dude yeah, yeah, we were yeah. Shooting zooms those things then. were great dude those are the best yeah uh that was before phones could do that really yeah and it also had like a, I think like a built-in USB or something that you could kind of like plug, plug right in, into the computer and take it all off. It was like yeah. a hard drive. Yep. Yeah, and just mounted. Yeah, take it all off. Those were great. Um, now it's like, oh, cool! I'll just have this uh, phone that shoots 4K. Yeah, you know, and like, I'll just airdrop that yeah. to my laptop and then start editing it. Yeah, and yeah, 4K or actually, I'll just edit it right here on like iMovie and yeah, have and some send ch- it out. Yeah, it's drop insane. some graphics insane, in. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so. Yeah, we're so hard hands, f- man. Yeah. So so after Fallon, after Fallon, you're moving on to the next gig. Yeah, right? I went to 
I was like Fuse for a little bit. Okay. Um, doing like Fuse news, like daily news hits, digital, like as a writer. Cool. Um, director for them. So did all your kind of writing chops and all that come from the UCB stuff? Or yeah, come I mean, from that's the improv where I, stuff? Uh, yeah, that's where I got my sensibilities for yeah. sure. Like learning heightening, learning, you know, taking some, finding the game, you know, playing to the top of your intelligence, all that stuff that I learned at UCB. Um, and I think doing improv really. And also I took some writing classes mm. through UCB with like Curtis Gwynn and, uh, some folks like that. So you like some big names. In yeah. That. So you like, yeah. you learn, yeah, you just learn like beat structure and like keeping things mm-hmm. short and concise and dialogue and, yeah. and listening and all that good stuff. Uh, so this is kind of, I mean the whole, you know, improv and, and sketch comedy stuff is, is your, you know, kind of your hobby. You're trying to make it your, your oh, thing, yeah. right. You're trying to make it your job Well, on the side. That's the thing. So that's why like the story, it's like on the side, I'm also doing, shows like at the time me and those two other guys we did a web series bill and cameron yeah bill and cameron uh bill and Corey. bill and Corey. Uh, sorry sorry Corey. sorry Corey. i messed it up yeah, we, we got your shout out in the beginning and yeah we got your shout out up. now cameron gets all the praise <laughs> uh classic cameron just come in <laughs> at the, the nth hour and gets all the cred uh so yeah so we did a web series called model wife um that we produce wrote start in all on our own and it was like wga nomination oh, wow. for like outstanding writing and original wow. new media uh, oh that's no, awesome no big deal shout out it was actually featured on um virgin airlines in like in entertainment flight from u.s to australia like flights no so only that route yes yes it's like <laughs> it's like good i might yeah, motor wife i don't know that was new zealand mixed with like i don't know what that was but uh anyway so yeah so it was like featured there we through that, we were able to partner with above Coming average. to a headrest near you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, and turn it off. Um, but we, through that, we were able to, uh, um, get a little, get a little static. I think it's a phone. Is it? Is it my, my phone? phone? No, it's probably mine. It happened last <sighs> week too. It's ruined. I'm going to airplane mode. Never have just, to deal with that again. Yeah. Just edit this out. Um, Never. You've, so, you've asked me to edit like five things out. It's not happening. Dang it. <laughs> no artist integrity here, huh? Nah, all right. Uh, Trust the process. Okay, I will. I will. You're right. Yes, and I get it. I yes, get where this and. is going. Uh, so, yeah, so we did Model Wife and uh, got it like through that, we were able to partner with Above Average, which at the time, Above Average was the Broadway video arm. Uh, it was the, sorry, Lorne Michaels digital arm of Broadway video. So, like, okay, Above Average was like, uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but they were like uh, kind of like short comedy video sketches. Okay. And like stuff. a funnier die kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. yeah. And it was kind of like the Lorne Michaels uh, above average, like, like kind of like funnier farm die. farm team for SNL? At yeah, ki- yeah, ex- exactly. That was kind of the goal of it is to kind of find a bunch of young talent, use that, and they'd be like, great. Oh, this yeah. person looks great on camera. It's funny. Bring them on. Yeah. So we were able to partner with above average through that. So we did a series called The Trunk where Jason Sudeikis narrated it. I just think I added an extra R in there. I was like, <laughs> uh, so he narrated it. That's a, that's a hard one to say. Narrated, 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 or it. narrated it, narrated it, Sudeikis narrated it, um, narrated it. Uh, anyway, so we did that through them. The Which trunk? is Yeah. The trunk. Check it out. Check it out. But okay. so all the, like while Fallon and all these jobs were happening, mm-hmm. We were like doing live shows, staying gotcha. up till, you know, we would use, we would stay at Fallon till midnight, one, two, three o'clock editing Model Wife or, you know, we would, the graphics guy would be like, work yeah. on it after hours. That's and like, cool. You know, we like, 
That's how you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And so like we would, you know, you'd have like a full day and they'd be like, all right, you guys want to shoot? We're shooting this tonight after work down <sighs> in like Williamsburg, you know? And like, yeah. like, okay. So then, so we, we did all that. So we were always like, there was always like a side, like a parallel yeah, side hustle. That's awesome. But through that actually, like through Model Wife, which is actually the net, that's probably another thing that I was like super proud of. Check it out. Model Wife. Um, that actually like, because I wrote that. W, that actually got me into the WGA. So nothing that I did mm, up to you that in the point. Guild. Yeah. So writing that web series got me into the guild. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So like that got me into the guild. That actually helped. Like when I would show people f- for my next jobs, it's like cool. What? Do so you how have? was that a union gig? It was it was digital, but it so it was, but it, was it was right when w, uh, WGA started their digital like. That was like kind of like their first like we want to try to have a digital representation. At did the, it flip? At the awards. Uh, well now it's, it's it, just so it's, it's ambiguous. Yeah. Now it's kind of weird, right? It's like, oh yeah. Is that union? Uh, what is union? Um, yeah. uh, and then you're like, well, I have to work. And if something's digital, I kind of just need to work and get yeah. paid. So well, I'm not going to New not York's take not some, a right to work state. Right. right. So yeah. it's like, uh, anyway, it's still very weird. I, you know, yeah. still but you got into the guild. Out. Yeah. Got into the guild. So I get free screeners. I pay 50 bucks a, a month for Free screeners during award season, so I guess it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. like uh, just I'll just watch them for free on Netflix when they come out. I yeah. don't need fifty screeners, you know. Yeah, um, but you get your health insurance, you get all that stuff. Well, I, I I just yeah, I paid through it, but yeah, it's if I get a guild job, it's going to be great. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're if, in the union. That's a good. That's yeah, a good it's thing. a good thing. Like people, thing. people work their whole lives to try to get into. I know. To, to, to sag. To I know. Into, I sound yeah. like I'm not grateful. I am grateful. Yeah, but yeah, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. Yeah, and it, it is, is cool to get like the Joker on. You know, before deep, it comes out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like just, with your name watermarked on it, yeah. so they know. They, so they know who, who, yeah, exactly. who leaked it. So when I'm like selling, when I'm putting it in the trash bin after I've seen, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, so while after Fallon did Fuse for a little while, still yeah. doing kind of model wife, doing my site, we're doing shows at UCB, we're doing, you know, shows That's at crazy. the pit. Uh, and then the pit I got, is what is, I was at uh, people's improv theater. We were yeah. doing like a monthly show there where we would write all new sketches and yeah. stuff. And actually through those shows, we were able to piece together one big show that we eventually ran at UCB. Cool. The hundred dollar show. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so after Fuse, I went to, uh, watch what happens live with Andy Cohen. Oh, cool. Um, I launched his YouTube channel. Like I was, in which you had of, experience with already. Exactly. You're digi- your digital I'm, guy. You're working yeah. your way into digital. So, yeah, so I'm like, yeah. At this point, I'm just like becoming a digital dude. Well, and, and uh, it makes sense because at this point, you're like you're still young, right? Yeah. You're still like in, the, in your twenties. You're yeah. So they, yeah, So totally. people are looking at you and saying, "Hey, this guy knows what's going on. He's, he's got the, his phone in his hand all day. Yeah, like, he's he, the digital guy. Yeah, you know. And I had enough experience. Like we shot like on the when I shot the best night ever it was mm-hmm. on a hvx you know so i was setting up like a three point a simple like three point light setup like on a green screen right that uh Corey would key out later and you were doing it all right you were doing the camera work you were doing the lighting you were I was just probably lobbing, audio yeah i was lobbing every, yep yeah. i was like micing everybody up so like you know setting stuff on sticks like white balancing do you even yeah. white balance anymore uh yeah i do You'd, but yeah just because it's like a good it's good, right? You, you got to know, you know where you're where you're at. You got to know where your standard is. Okay. Yeah. 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 But we do. Like you're talking about putting the white card in front of the lens. Yeah. And yeah. Saying, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I haven't shot in so long. I'm like, don't cameras just do that now? Don't they just like know it's like white? And they're like, yeah, yeah. We know. We don't. No need. To, no need for the card, <laughs> you, my dude. You got to tell your camera where white okay. is a lot of times. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, like doing white balance, doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had this like camera shooting experience, audio, you know, but also on the digital landscape. 
so at this point I was always like, man, I just want to like get on the TV like side. Why am I always on like the digital side? Yeah. Um, so I launched all of Watch What Happens Live. YouTube. I launched the YouTube channel, like shooting with celebrities. I shot, edited, um, like did everything. Like posted, did all yeah. the metadata, did the whole nine. Um, so like I would go to like a Comic Con and do like a man on the street, and it was like me and a PA. They're like getting releases, releases and I'm and I'm I'm literally like doing mic checks, like white balancing, uh, like framing, like doing the whole nine. Yeah, it was too much. Too much. Uh, and at that point, they nobody knew how like what to pay. Nobody knew like what the job is. Yeah, like, they, and like, the budgets weren't really there either. Like the because it was a new thing, they didn't know where the eyeballs were. They didn't right. know, you know. Oh, everybody's still watching TV. Nobody gives a crap about this right. about this digital content. Right. But, but Andy some, did. Andy really. Gave a, oh yeah, he was like. I mean, he every day I would have to cut because it was a daily uh, live show, and it was live. It was like live, live. And he would be like, hey, I want to show, I want to tease. He like really cared about the YouTube channel because he saw like, oh yeah, that's where people are going to consume the, the content. And he was like, yeah, I want you to to cut together like a 15, 30 second spot every night to like tease to the YouTube channel. So I would have mm. to be filming the content, but then also cutting a like quick promo turn, yep. clip to like. To turn around that day. Yeah. That's tough. And so it was just, it was a, and on top of that, doing like all the metadata, doing all that. Like it, it was just, it was a position that it was a new position that like the, yeah, if you're an executive producer, jobs. right. And if you're an executive producer of a show, you're worried about this daily show. Like, and you don't even really know what this position is mm-hmm. and what the, what the show channel should have been. is just like repurposing clips, like, like repacks. It, yeah. Because it's like, that's what people want to see. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to see like a new high concept comedy you know kind of like man on the street thing. no people yeah. want to see like oh yeah what did uh the real housewife call out other real house yeah exactly cool that's what i want to see yeah. yeah oh and that's gonna get like three hundred thousand. yeah total clickbait yeah but it's like oh what's your high concept comedy thing yeah i don't really care <laughs> uh so good how, lesson to learn by it, the way it, no it, it stuck with me uh you know and that was the andy cohen show it was andy cohen show uh he was super great uh he was a great executive producer uh really knew his stuff um but then as much as he could with the new format yeah, and new medium yeah, and like yeah. new trying to new totally. target audience. Yeah, you don't totally. know who you're digital, who you're no, talking to yet. No. And you're trying to figure it out. And, yeah. um, but he knew that it was important and that yeah. it would get the show out there. And uh, it was, yeah. And it still is. And it, yeah. Turns <laughs> um, out, turns yeah. out it still is. Uh, so then that was a contract position. Okay. So once that ended, uh, after that actually was when I was able to get kind of my first gig in TV writing, um, a friend of mine, there was a AJ, you remember AJ Holloway? He was like a yeah, host for like on BT. Like, I think he was like a host on 106 for a while. Anyway, he was mm. going to have a new late night show because I had a bunch of late night experience. Mm. I was going to be a writer on this new show. Oh, cool. Well, turns out that show never got off the ground. Mm. So 106 and Park, if you remember that show on BT. Was that a BT yeah, thing? Yeah, 106 and Park. Yeah. Uh, They're like, well, that show I don't think is going to see it. So you're just going to be a writer on 106 and Park. So, so they'd was, already hired you, but, yeah. the, but the show went the show down. Never, yeah, the show never so, so I was just like kind of like... Oh, we'll Put move on you over one, here. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, your uh, your job is to write a full episode of like a live 106 and Park episode. So you're like writing host copy, interviewing celebrities, doing questions. Like, yeah, how about trial was like by a, fire? Yeah, and it was, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just write this script real quick. Hey, uh, Brian, because I had a friend that worked. I was like, mm-hmm. just refresher on like. Script. How do you write a script? I was like script format. I mean, obviously, like just 
you got like a template like what are we dealing with here folks <laughs> uh and you just kind of like learn on the fly you yeah. know now you're like it's like not a you know a you know, you have your graphics and stuff on one side and your, your, your copy on the other. And you're just like lining up like, cool, need to put a lower third here. Yep. You know, it's all got to be in script. Boom. You know, scene heard. Yeah. Yeah. So a B script or something yeah, like yeah. just a line down yeah. the middle with, here's what you see. Here's what you hear yeah, on the definitely. other side. Yeah. So how long were you at that? So that show? was like six months and then it got canceled after 14 that seasons. That show got canceled? Yes. It got, What'd because you do? Well, I know that I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, you hired a white writer on BT106 in part. What did you want it's, me to do? What, what, what did you think was going to happen, folks? It's karma at yeah. this point. Uh, so that basically, it was already, it was kind of already on its way out. Yeah. Um, and they needed a fall guy. Yeah, it was like, Josh, you did this. Uh, so basically, they tried to do a big rebrand. But at the time, I mean, it was the last of the like TRL type shows, you know, where uh, yeah. it's like, Kids just aren't sitting around the TV to get the yeah. latest Nicki Minaj like video. Yeah, so she the, she released it like on Twitter, yeah, like, two in, days ago. Yeah, two in like two o'clock in the morning, and we can only get like a certain amount of rights to it legally. And like, yeah. So what are you going to watch a a little bit of the video clip yeah. and then are you going to sit sit through commercials to, yeah. for for coming up next this yeah, video or no. are you just going to pull up Instagram yeah. or Twitter? Are you going to keep it locked or nah? Yeah. You're going to go somewhere else and get your content. Yeah. And so it's like. You know, as executives, right? You don't know. Your job isn't to be like, well, kids are doing this. Your job is like, well, let's just do something to try to get more viewers. Yeah. And it was like at that point, it was just, yeah. you know, that that type of show just kind of ran its. Well, it's interesting that like you're you're around during this whole um, like paradigm shift a yeah. little bit, like and somewhat responsible for yeah. part of it too. <laughs> you know, well, it's like yeah, transitioning. It's like. Finally, I was like, got to get out of digital, get out of digital. And you're like, oh, right. Oh, this is dying. Yeah. You're like, this thing's not good. Hey, digital, you still there? <laughs> yeah. Is you that know? what happened? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like, yeah, after, because then after that, uh, where was I after? Because then actually after 106, I was at like Hearst for a little bit doing like digital videos for yeah. just like creating franchise. Hearst? Hearst is like, uh, they're big, uh, company that does like uh now i'm gonna forget but you know how like i think cosmo like cosmo and uh like a holdings company like gq cosmo yeah. like all that like yeah. it's under all under hearst, the so, hearst like, umbrella yeah so it was yeah. like all editorial you know that then had to have like a digital presence so then they were like uh we need franchises and like anyway so i was like delish was a thing that i yeah went to like create a couple of franchises for just to basically Sweet. be like cool create these and now we'll bring in you know people to come in and execute them so like oh cool so you know so, so you were on the almost on the uh well the development side yeah but okay. then it was also kind of like cool uh we can just do french fry jenga and it'll get a million views hey yeah. your services are needed <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like it's fine so that was a short term yeah that was short term yeah. and then uh, i think from there where did i go nickelodeon i was a head writer at nickelodeon for a while oh cool um what? which was a super fun super fun i gig. grew up on nickelodeon yeah so i was, loved that stuff all the like 90s so uh nick Nickelodeon launched this thing called, uh, it was called Nick Splat at the time. Now I think it's called Nick Rewind. They just rebranded it to Nick Rewind, but it was basically all the 90s stuff. Like mm. we would do 90s, we did Double Dare reunion. We did a mm. uh, uh, Ren and Stimpy reunion. We did Doug. like with the cast, Doug, the cast of Doug. I got the cast yeah. of Doug in there. Rugrats, hey, hey Arnold was Rugrats, Hey Arnold. Yeah, um, but I actually got to, we shot an episode of Double Dare down at San Diego Comic Con, and at the last was second, Mark Summers there? Oh, you know Mark Summers was. Did there. you get to wear the pie pants? Uh, let me just tell you what happened, my friend. <laughs> We're down there at Comic Con. I'm in the like video village, which is uh, basically just like 
if you're if you work on the show, you you know you have all this the uh, video camera set up, and you're watching the screen from a, like a remote location. So oh, you talk, you're, you're explaining Video Village yeah, right now, just yeah. in case people are like, I don't want just this whole podcast just be like, yeah. So we you know we got <laughs> we got the C forty sevens, yeah, yeah. And we hung a redhead, and yeah. there was a floppy over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, video Village is where like the the client sits. Yeah, or the, exactly. The people watch the monitor of actually what's being shot right. from your director's chair with your uh, Lacroix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like. You're leftover crafty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Under a tent sometimes. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I was in Video Village, and then one of the producers of the show was like, hey, Josh, somebody uh, just backed out. Uh, do you want to play Double Dare? And I was like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, Hold okay, on. great. They're like, childhood dream yeah, come they're like, true. They're like, great. Sign this release and come with me. And I like walk back, and uh, you remember Keenan and Kel? Oh, yeah. So, Kel, so it was the cast of all that against like oh. civilians. So, I was on a team with like Lori Beth and Josh Server from Lori, all that. Lori Beth Denberg? Yes. So, I was on a yeah. team with her and um, Josh Server. And Who's then, Josh Server? He was uh, Detective Dan okay. and like Pizza Face and something okay. else. And then against Kel uh, and then Danny Tamborelli, who was uh, Pete from Pete and Pete? Pete and Pete. Oh, yeah. Which one was he? The he older was one? a little Pete. Oh, he's younger Pete. Younger Pete. Um, so, dude, I'm getting like total, yeah. total nostalgia, deja vu flashbacks. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so got to play Double Dare. There's clips online. Check it of, out of you of versus- me playing. So it was like me uh, and Lori Beth did like the balloon toss. Yeah. Um, and so I got to play like and like yeah, hosted by Mark Summers. I went to dinner with Mark Summers and his publicists. <laughs> and man, oh man, like he will tell you firsthand. Like he is like OCD. Like he's he's like yeah, I'm very like particular like whatever yeah. and so we go to dinner and i'm like he's like yeah yeah we'll just share everything and i was like oh god like what do you, are you do i touch the thing do i not yeah. touch the thing yeah. like but he was like super cool and like i think his son like he was like a chef there like owned the restaurant or something but he was uh-huh. like so they like we we got taken like yeah. first i mean everybody knows mark summers you know sure. what I mean? yeah, he's like he's, he's the og he's like he's the best yeah. he's fucking mark summers man yeah. and he by the way we as head writer i wrote a full script for him and he just goes, I don't need it. And I was like, what? what? I was like, you can't. I was like, there's no teleprompter. Like, we're not going to like, I was like, oh, no, we were trying to get teleprompter. Cause like, you got to have teleprompter. People can't yeah. memorize the screen. He's like, I don't need it. I don't need teleprompter. I was like, hey, you got to have teleprompter. Yeah. You got to have it's, That's you, what we do here yeah, as a like, business. Like, you know this, like, Mark. Come I was on. Like, Come on. Like, I'm the head writer here, baby. You got to get the prompter. <laughs> and he's like, I don't need it. Uh, I know this. Uh, and also, we need to make these changes, these changes, these changes, these changes, these changes. Also, what are these games? We're not doing these games. We're going to do these games. And everybody was like, uh, uh, Mark. <laughs> We've wait. already got the nose. The yeah. flag's in the nose yeah. already, yeah. Mark. <laughs> but sure enough, I'm telling you, he showed up and just. Off book. Off book, crushed. He <laughs> knew this game. Like, he is, like, what you forget, you're like, oh, right. He is Double Dare. Yeah. Like, why am I writing anything for Mark Summers? Mm-hmm. The he is double dare. Like, yeah. what am I going to tell Mark Summers, who's did double for you know? It's like he didn't already know, right? And he did it, and he crushed it, and uh, yeah, it was it was wild. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to think of what some of those other. Yeah, you know, you you hit Pete and Pete the uh, like uh, the the Snick stuff. You remember that? Oh yeah, Snick, did, the did Orange you... Couch. We did a lot of stuff with the Orange Couch. Yeah. Um, are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, Roundhouse. Roundhouse. Yeah. All uh, oh, that stuff was awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, salute your shorts. Yes. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Those were all so good shorts. and such a big part of our childhood. Oh, yeah. So big. Ren and Stimpy, man. That was brutal, man. Oh, go back and watch it right oh, now. It's wild. I, my kids will never watch Ren and Stimpy oh, yeah. well, until the, they're 30. <laughs> yeah. And even then, it. even then, they're gonna, there's, you're going to show them the edited stuff. 
Uh, yeah, I loved Ren and Stimpy. That's what I grew up on. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy. Um, God, so dark and graphic. Yes, yes. Um, but so good. Yes. Like Rick and Morty. It's kind of like, I guess, would you say like an equivalent? Like yeah. it would be Rick and Morty-ish? Yeah, so. yeah. I don't know. Still darker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still Ren and Stimpy is so dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what what happened after your uh So Nickel so basically they How long were you at Nickelodeon? Uh like two years. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like a little over two years actually. Uh then Nickelodeon they basically were kind of like, Okay, well, we've kinda of like done all the reunions we can do. <laughs> you know Fresh like, out of reunions. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like writing on the wall, like, okay, I see that like now it can kind of just sustain itself. It's like, oh, we don't need like all this original content, or, like reunion stuff. All we need to do is just show Rugrat. I mean, it goes back to the watch what happens, right? It's like I can create all this new fancy content, or yeah. I can just show you old Rugrats episodes. Yes, yeah. and you're gonna love them. And you're gonna love them, and you're gonna get the same ratings. And we don't have to pay a whole staff to like do this other stuff. Yeah, it's already done. It's kind of did. Yes. We did it. We did it back in the nineties, and we own it. Yeah, yeah we exactly. don't have to license it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of you know, and they still have people that do like promos and stuff from because it was under I guess the promos technically the promos like marketing department, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So then after that, um, what did I do? Well, what does one do? Moves to the Catskills and goes manages a hotel. No! Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So I you was, moved from the city? Yeah, I moved the city. How to, far away are the Catskills? Like two and a half hours. Okay. It's like mountain stream. What's the nearest big city? Uh, New York City. Is the nearest big city to the Catskills? Uh, yeah. There's no other city you would know? I mean, I, would know? New no. Paltz. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, wow. Okay, I didn't realize I mean, new, how remote yeah, new, it was. I mean, it's like just mountains. Like it's it's actually where uh, American fly fishing was uh, founded. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess you could like argue where it actually was, but like yeah, yeah like America Dry fly fishing. I okay, think, was invented. In the, how is the fly fishing up there? I mean, it's great. It's like it's the, one of the most beautiful places you've ever seen. Because really? like you know how you drive around like Tennessee and it's like gorgeous, but then all of a sudden you see this like huge sign for Cracker Barrel yeah. or like a huge sign for like yeah. Hillbilly Golf or yeah. like whatever. It's like, there's none of that. Right. Which is what is so nice. It's like, oh, it's kind of, it feels preserved and yeah. like protected. Whereas yeah. like here, if like you have to really like drive around to find that stuff, yeah. you know, because everybody's like, oh yeah, you got to go to Teleco and you go to Teleco and it's like, Hillbilly back, you know, pancake and breakfast. You Gym know? mining. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh, how come there's like, like, 80 people like just in this one little like raft floating down with like a six pack in the yeah. like this gorgeous like yeah you know it's a lot of that yeah. not that that doesn't exist in the Catskills it just seems a little bit more preserved and yeah. like it probably yeah. is I mean they're pro- it's probably well oh yeah protected. It's, it's, it's actually protected because yeah. uh New York City gets like 90 percent of their water from the reservoir so ah uh, yeah yeah it's like actually super protected and since it's you know since New York City is the closest big city it's probably just rife or you know ripe for the taking too so they uh, had to protect it you oh know? yeah yeah Before i mean the hotel exploded. i was working at was like i mean yeah i mean stuff was starting at like 300 a night you know would yeah. start it and go up to like 12 1300 a night you know? yeah so it was like city yeah. people escaping to yeah. go like live the like well why'd you decide to do that from uh, from the entertainment industry because i was just like i was up for a really big job at the time like mm-hmm. after nickelodeon and went through like three months of interviews uh, uh came down to me and this other person. I was like, had all my talk. I was ready, like my negotiation talk. And you this know, was like, going to be a big job. This was going to be the big one. And yeah. I was like, this is going to be the next step up. I'm going to yeah. like, and then they were like, so we're going with the other person. And I was like, uh, I was like, can you tell me why? And they're like, no, I, we just, it was so nice meeting you. Like had, had like drinks yeah. and dinners, like with the hosts mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I felt good. About, and then it just, and so then after that, I was like, oh man. And yeah. I was just I like, super, I was yeah. like super bummed. And I was already kind of like over like just the content machine 
And I was like, you know, I'm going to just do something completely different. And so, yeah, I went to be a hotel manager. And, How was I, that? and I quickly realized, like, oh, this is wild. Was it, you know, was well, yeah, it you're crazy? Managing, I'm managing, like, I went from, like, managing senior writer producers at Nickelodeon to, like, managing, like, housekeepers and housemen and who, like, don't you know, shit. like, oh, <laughs> no, no, they don't. And they shouldn't. They're getting paid nothing. I feel so yeah. bad. They're getting yeah. paid nothing. Yeah. I mean, I was getting paid nothing. Yeah. But it was like, and, like, some, you know, you have to send people home because they're, like, on drugs. And yeah. you're like, hey, you can't. You can't use on the job. You can't you, vomit there. Yeah, but you also need. But I do need you. If people wouldn't show up for three days and then just show up and be like, "Hey, what's my schedule?" Hey, um, just make sure you show up when you can. And uh, <laughs> we need help, man. <laughs> it was it was pretty wild. Well, I bet with your resume, it was pr- probably pretty easy to get a job. Kind of any anywhere yeah. you want to switch switch industries. And, yeah, you know, Cause I think about that sometimes. I think about like if you're, you know. If you, if, if you were to take, you know, a, a TV industry resume somewhere else, it probably looks pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, like, they'll let cool. you run anything you want. Yeah, you're like, ooh, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. You're like, this is a hotel, though. You don't care? All right. <laughs> exactly. You know. Uh, we got a live one. Yeah, we got a live one. <laughs> he got the tickle. Give him that ice cream. No, he'd be all right. Uh, yeah, so it was... It was. I'm super glad I did it. Uh, my, you know, my wife was living in the city. I was in the Catskills. She would come up on the weekends. And like, oh, wow. You I was guys in this, were... Yeah. Oh, wow. And so I was living in this like tiny cabin, like making fires and grilling out. How fun! Yeah, it was super great. And then I quickly, about after like four months, I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "This is chaotic." You know, I was like, "At least at TV, when it's chaotic, you're getting paid for it." Sure. And so I just kind of started reaching back out to some friends that working in TV, and buddy mine was like, "Hey, I'm uh, working on this show called Vice Live," and he's like, "You want to work on it?" I was like, "Sure." Kind of interviewed. I knew the showrunner. It was like. Knew a bunch of the, like the producers. Some of the like BT crew was like a, a lot of the producers and. and Did you know him from yeah. 106? Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, God, man, that team was the best team. Yeah. Like, there's such so many good people, but the, ooh man, that show ended up being a. It was just not the best. The Vice Live. One? Yeah, it was just. It was just. What, it was a perfect example. Uh, it was just a perfect example of. Uh, also, I don't want this podcast to turn into me just being like, man, and then this didn't happen, and then that didn't no, happen. No, no, no. It was like a. It was a. Uh, it was just a good scenario of like, was it too many? Was it a camel? Was it too many people with their uh, with their thumbprint on it? Or yeah, and it was a lot of pressure on it. And I think there was a yeah. lot like it didn't really have it. Sometimes when stuff stu- stu- like, gets loved to death, you yeah, know what I mean? Like people, it, the, the pressure's so high, the stakes are so high that. Yeah, and it was a two. Here's the thing: it was a two hour live show. Oh, that's two sounds, hours, and you have and you have hosts miserable. that or hard. You know, are, are, so hard. And and you have hosts that have never hosted this type of show before, mm. but like have come from a lot of like talent and different worlds. Mm. And to ask any host, right, even to ask the most seasoned veteran hosts to do a two like hour, a Mark li- Summers per se. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> two hours live. I mean, it's yeah, a it's long tough. time. And uh, it was just, yeah, it was kind of set up. I don't, I don't know if it was gonna succeed from the start. What but was the, the concept? Te- the team was, phen- I mean, the team was phenomenal. I can't stress how good the team was. Yeah, I was like such a sad show to get canceled because it was like and like spike jones was involved and wow um you know i just think it like also like production wise kind of st- it needed more time to like really probably get on its feet and but you know how i guess that's the biz what was the show uh, it was, was basically kind of like hot t- it was kind of like a talk show kind of hot topics gotcha. uh yeah you know and like Vice is pretty news. new. Yeah. So this must have been kind of recently. And it was kind of the catch-all, right? So like Vice had a bunch of digital like mm. platforms and like a lot of verticals of like, cool, there's like a Broadly, there's a Vice this and that. And so like we would bring a Vice person, you know, one of the Vice journalists would come on to talk about 
their package that they shot. And then it's like, cool, you can check out more on Vice, blah, blah, blah. So then it's supposed to be like, great, now we watch here, we see what that, it goes back to, you know, the vertical, it's all synergy, it's sure. all, but anyway, it did not work out. Is you're seeing a theme here, right? No, come on, come on man. Come on, you're, come on, man. You don't say, come on, man. You've done like hey, me another Modelo. <laughs> ten lifetimes worth of stuff, man. And so then after that, but yeah, that's that's part of the that's part of the game, though. Yeah, it right. Is. It's I mean, the it, industry. It's, it's mercenaries. I said earlier, like we move on from one job to the other yeah, a lot of times, totally. and that's just how it goes. It's not failure. No, it's, it's just, just, mo- it's just it's how movement. It, is. it just yeah, I was gonna say it really is just the industry and yeah. Um, I mean, the nice thing is you meet a lot of different people. You work on a lot of different things. You learn a, do- a lot of different lessons. Exactly. And uh, diversify your skill set. Totally, sharpen totally. a lot of different tools. And yeah, and I was going to say, and everything's been, there's never been a scenario where it was like, well, I can't use that as a reference. Yeah. Like, it's always just been like, oh man, that was such a great team. I hate that that didn't work out. You know, yeah. we're like, oh, yeah. and that's just the business, you know? And yeah. that's, if you sign up for this, you know, if there's an entertainment podcast, it's like, kind of going back to what you said, it's like, yeah, it can be, all these names sound super sexy, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's like, it's a job. And say you're hired to do a, a, your craft and a skill sure. and it's tough, you know, it's, uh, things it's get great. canceled. So if you can get on a show and, and stay there for a while, like you're one of the lucky ones. Cause yeah. it's, it's really hard to stay on a show for a long time. Yes, absolutely. A lot of my, a lot of my friends that live in LA still, that's it. I mean, they're unemployed every six months and that's just, that's how it goes. You're mo- yeah. you're moving on from show to show to show to show. I mean, totally. even if you're on a big one, even if you're on, I don't know, Dancing with the Stars, Amazing Race, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, hope, big ones I wish. Come on, Ben. Do you know anybody? Yeah. Can you get me on? Come on, man. Can you get me on? <laughs> Listen, can. we'll talk. I can, can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Okay. I think I can get you close. You. But even that, like, you know, if you're an, an editor on that for, mm-hmm. per se, you know, you're busy six months of the year. That show doesn't need editors all year. So you're totally. still, you still got to go work on something else. It's just the nature of the business. And I don't think it's... You know, but it, it it can still feel a lot like getting fired. Oh, it totally <laughs> you know? does. I mean, when you're brought into a room as the whole staff, I mean, I've been fired so many times, like <laughs> by, by like being like the news of like, hey guys, the uh, show's getting canceled, or like, hey, um, yeah, we're gonna go in a different direction. Like, yeah. I've had that conversation so many times mm-hmm. that like now I, it's kind of fun to see how it's handled mm-hmm. and how people react. Oh. But like, oh, uh, yeah. where you think they're gonna go with this? Yeah, time? I know. It's like. <laughs> You know, are they going to give us like, hey, guys, take the day, get your stuff, like talk, or are they going to be like effective immediately? Yeah, or, security's like, are they gonna, coming yeah, to walk yeah, you out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but like, it's funny because, yeah, when you're a part, when you're brought into a room as the whole team and you're yeah. like, oh, man, or when you're brought in by yourself and it's like, yeah, you're like, oh, man, oh, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what's worse, you know, it's like, it's kind of nice to be a part of a whole team, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just the nature of the beast. And, um. Here we are. Here we are in the woodshop. <laughs> well, is there, yeah. Is there anything else between then and now? Uh, so Vice, Vice happened and then basically through Vice, um, just kind of did some freelance projects. Uh, you know, Chris Gethard is a, like, I worked on his show for a little bit. He'd had like a public access show. Like I worked oh, on that fun. for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, did like a freelance gig for Glamour, uh, which cool. is through Condé Nast. Uh, just kind of like a yeah, little, couple little gigs here and there. And then as time started ticking away, I was like, should we move to France for three months? And I was like, look, I'll just get a job when I get back in March. It'll be no biggie. <laughs> we'll be back in March. We'll be back in March. And then now I'll really buckle down and like get a job. And yeah. then I got and then I got back in May and all hell broke loose. Yeah, and all the jobs are gone. Yeah. And there's no jobs. Yeah. So uh yeah. so yeah, so it's uh it's been it's been wild, man. Well, you're gonna you're gonna get a good one soon, I oh, can yeah? tell. You, well you can feel well, it. I mean, I remember well 
I don't know. We you met with it? you at Pop you? Fizz. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm not. I'm no clairvoyant, but okay. But I do know that we met with you at Pop Fizz, and and you know, you met with our our staff, our senior staff over there, and you walked out of the room, and we're like, well, it's very clear he's too good for us. He's <laughs> he's, he's way more talented than any of us. And I was so, like, hey, no, 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 don't say please. that. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. I was like, I was a hotel manager. See, I'm not too good. I'm not too good. <laughs> well, but it's 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 really clear that you know that you know your stuff and you have a lot of. You're hilarious. First off, hey, thanks, man. <laughs> and, and right, guys, just leave leave all your, in the comments how funny I am, <laughs> uh, dude. I that was like a sixth sense. What just happened over there? A bag of like uh, stickers, torture tools just <laughs> fell from the. <laughs> From the 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 wood shop two um, weeks ago, a tree fell on my house during dude, the middle of the podcast. Oh no. Yeah, is everything fine? Like, did yeah, you get it, like, just took out my some dad, gutters like, and some can, shingles. Oh yeah, you took it down. Oh, was that oh, all? No, little... I I I hired some guys. Actually, to take you can't the rest see this down. on the podcast, but there's just we're just in there's just logs everywhere laying around. Right They're on yeah, my property. Yeah. They're all over yeah. the place. Yeah, they're here too. He's got a magnet here. There's yeah. just and stuff's falling off the walls. There's like this is yeah. this is getting this is getting crazy. This is getting pretty wild. Yeah, dude, did we miss anything? Uh, I don't, I mean, I think I said it literally all people all are, you it. know, you're going to edit all this to five minutes. Oh yeah. It's going to be, it's you're just going to take the best sound bites. Yep. I'm going to go seven and a half on this one just cause I think it was so, uh, just so I get right. the hotel so story. The, in. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> also, so you get the, the, what the pre-rolls or whatever. I don't know how to, how much you like add if you yeah. play a certain amount. You yeah. Get you the, get, it, it has to be over seven twenty nine. you know, okay, or, so, or, you get, or, yeah, so you I get a get, second you ad You get those there. mean, the sick ad dollars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I think that's. I don't, was this help? I feel like I just kind of rambled and Dude, just like I'm, talked about. Like, I I think it was super fascinating. Was and it I'm, though? Yes, no, and I'm so appreciative that you came over and did this. And Dude, uh, I love to do it. I well, love. Thank you for doing it. I love that stuff's happening in Knoxville too. By the yeah. way, because like I love Knoxville. You know, listen, I'm a Vestal boy, right? I yeah. mean, like I love coming back and like seeing all kinds of like. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. So yeah, it is uh, cool. It's cool to see. It is, and we're lucky to have it. And um. I would love for you to be a part of it. I would love to be a part of it. Uh, I would love to be a part of anything right now. <laughs> you will be. And yeah, Nashville is mean, going to be a great landing yeah. spot. And we're going to get you back here as often yeah. as we can. No, I'm, I'm excited. I think there's a, I think for everyone, right? Right now is a time of liminality, right? We, the, the old is gone, but we're not quite yet to the new. And so mm. we all just have to be like sitting in this space of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And it reminds us that we don't have any control. We thought we did. And we don't. There you go. So like all those like productivity podcasts right now probably aren't what you want to be playing. Exactly. You know, because you're like, oh yeah, I don't have any control. So just sit in this moment, enjoy the present, and we'll be all right. We'll come out on the other side and be really glad that we had this time. 100%. And I'm glad I had this time, Ben. Thank you for being here. Dude, this is the best. Cheers. Cheers. How'd we do, guys? Did you enjoy it? I hope you did. Uh, I think it's, he's a fascinating dude, and I appreciate you guys hanging out and listening to our, our chat. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at South of Scruffy. Send me an email, southofscruffy at gmail.com. Nominate some guests. Recommend some people. Let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. We'll take some feedback. Guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Love all you guys. Take care. Talk to you soon. Matt Honkinen, play me out.